testing. Why does it look different? Was was I always off to one side like this? No, or or maybe I bumped the webcam like for the first time in a long time. I should actually be facing this way. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah, it does look different. Honestly, it should be up a little bit more too. Yeah, not as much on the chairs. I'm a total professional doing this. Okay, yeah, Billy Bob's first one in here. So welcome to regular podcast number 88. I'm Brian. I'm Ben. Uh, Nick is doing family stuff today, and also his mom's car is in the shop. So he's now the driver for everybody. Uh, so um, his, you know, SN95 Mustang is now the ta family taxi. So uh, that's what he's doing today. I was skiing yesterday. I have no gription in my right hand because I fell going down the bottom of the falls, which is the base of challenge at Blue Mountain Ski Area. And uh, what broke my fall was my thumb. So I hit my thumb first and I jammed it. So I can use it, but I have like I have like a newborn's grip right now. <laughs> so um, I put some kinesthetic tape on it to just like remind myself not to use it, to stiffen it up. It'll be fine in like a week. So, you know, as Jocko Willink says, good, you get to learn. Now your left hand's going to get a workout and in more ways than uh, apart from what it normally does. <laughs> but I'm safe in that regard since I've always been a lefty. So this has been, um, oh gosh, darn it. McElwee. McElwee, because it's not pronounced how it's spelled. Exactly. Everybody says McElwee, but yeah, McElwee is the actual. McElwee, like the virus software. Mm -hmm. It was McElwee. actually Macabahooty. That was the original Irish, they think. Yeah? Yeah. Huh. Mac of Hootie, son of the man with the yellow jacket, I think is what it meant. No. Really? Supposedly. Uh. Way back when. I'm sure it got, yeah, anglicized coming over here. True. Um, I don't know what my name originally was. Ride? Or so, it's German, mm. but it's not really a German-German name. Because there's Ryder, which is also English, but that's spelled with a Y. Right. And I'm spelled with an I, so I don't know. There was like one professor who knew that it was a German name, but everybody else just says reader. And I'm like, I respond to that because it's it's like it's that word. It's that word with one name reversed. Yeah, this is a delightful topic of conversation. <laughs> so happy uh, Christmas Eve to everybody. I still have to wrap presents. And what do you what do you have to do? I, uh, all of my family is, uh, in like the Midwest or upstate New York or so for me, it's all just mailing them. So mm -hmm. that makes it a little bit easier. They were all going to come out here this year, um, for Christmas. And then with everything going on, everybody just kind of, my sister's in Portland, Oregon. And she was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not flying out. Mm -hmm. So we just said, we're going to do basically Christmas and spring or summer after there's a vaccine. And for now we have, uh, my dad's side has a like a what will I'm sure be a two hour long Zoom call tomorrow. So yeah. we'll all kind of catch up there and yeah. 
Otherwise, I'll hang out. My neighbors are are uh, usually who I hang out with for holidays and stuff too. Oh, that's cool. I'm kind of an adopted member of their family. So. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Taylor and Johnny. <laughs> um, are they like a single couple? I mean, by single, I mean like no kids. Or, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So their families are all uh, local here too. Um, so they'll usually get together with them too. But like you know, at Thanksgiving, if there's an opening or or other times, they're like, oh yeah, well, just come down if you want to. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Usually it's a, a nice day to just kind of catch up with family and stuff anyway, because I, I, regardless, I can't make it to like Indiana, Missouri, Kansas, everywhere right. at the same time anyway. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm just going over, well, I'm going over to my parents tonight to wrap presents and then just go over tomorrow. And then that'll be most of the day. And then go write another review. Nick just sent me his stuff and I'll write that. Uh, everybody who's watching, there's going to be a, uh, a christmas special tomorrow 7 a.m usual time i thought about doing a premiere but whatever it'll be up when you wake up <laughs> and that's going to be a very very unusual machine but people on instagram have already guessed what it was i just picture i just posted what was behind the back seat and people knew what it was immediately and also my new hobby or life goal is uh um people realized that it was well after that after the video last week like the fun video last week they're like this is probably i know what this is um i hope i got all my facts straight because you know i had to re-upload the your uh, your the, oil gate yeah the oil gate <laughs> you know what you know what was the sink hardy moment when i woke up that morning and people were like what are you talking about 5w30 is thin and i kind of like brushed it off and then i went and gotten my 2004 Subaru Forester and looked up at the little oil change window cling sticker from Kramer shop. And there it just says 5W30. It's like, oh, everybody <laughs> uses this. This is nothing. All right. Come back home, cut out the bad stuff, re-upload it. And now we're good. Yeah. So anyone. I was going to say, I don't think anybody's judging you for it. Nah, people on Reddit were pretty cool about it. Yeah. I was like, ah, yeah, I screwed up on this. And there was this one guy who like, gave me like reddit platinum because i apologized for it really like, wow no one does this no one actually admits when they make a mistake and everybody else on the internet just doubles down and yeah. you did the opposite like, yeah that's awesome. true yeah i think my old i had a 2015 uh gmc sierra 1500 yeah and i want to say I'm, I'm, somebody will correct me but i think it took something like zero w30 or some it was some ridiculous oil but it took seven quarts of it uh -huh. i went for the first time for my oil, oil change after like the you know the first three the manufacturer gives you when you buy a new vehicle a lot uh -huh. of times and i went to get my oil change and they're gonna be like 90 dollars, and i was like what, what? <laughs> they're like yeah it takes seven quarts of oil in that truck like, where's it going <laughs> washing around everything i guess hmm. i didn't have enough coffee this morning or something I don't know. Usually I'm more energetic about these things. It's but a rainy like, day, too. It's, it's a rainy day. And I guess I'm bummed because it's going to rain on the mountain and start washing it. And that's not a problem because Blue Mountain can blow snow when it's above freezing if they have to. Because really? they have new refrigerated like snow guns up there. Hmm. It's, it's high tech stuff. And uh, I mean, they can't do it when it's like 45 degrees outside. But if it's like high 30s, they can still do it. Hmm. and there's a good temperature difference at the top of the mountain so they can make snow and then use the cats to blow it down blah 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 skiing stuff 
it wasn't even, why did I have to land on my thumb? Why couldn't I just get a concussion like I do every year? <laughs> I feel like that is kind of the natural though. Like if I'm, if I'm trying to stop myself, yeah. that would be what I do. My thing was I didn't let go of my pole as I went down. So I, how my thought, it probably hit. Yeah. I went down and I, I didn't want to lose my pole <laughs> or it's, it's like, I didn't even think I just, my, my hand just kept circled around the grip. And so I braced my fall like that. So bam, went down like that. I'm like, Oh, that's going to hurt tomorrow. <laughs> it's a classic like winter injury though, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, like if it's not that you do it like shoveling snow or yeah, you bend your wrist back or something like that. Yeah. Will I review Sam Hyde's Mark three, Mark three Supra. I like emailed him. Like, I don't know what he's doing. I never met him in real life. I mean, we did, I think, a quickie on the Mark III Supra and never never a full review. Hmm. Oh, it's raining outside and it's really dumb. It was supposed to snow and then the temperature yeah. kept going up and up. And yeah. Here we are. Uh, live streaming. Even the gay porn is even gayer. And I'm using that word meaning lame and dumb. I saw a bunch on my After Dark Twitter and it was Yawn City. <laughs> no one cares. Uh, so let's get into it. Um, and there was a bunch of super chats. I can get into them. Uh, I kind of want to just start at the top and get it over with and just have a little bit of taste may we start with the utopia you bet. all right no i think we should anyway if we're recycling these glasses because it would be kind of a discredit to utopia if we didn't do it in that order so. yeah so this is uh boston beer utopias um the brief history so mm -hmm. this really kind of traces its origins to triple bonk which is what sam adams started making in 94 mm -hmm. so there's still a little bit of triple bonk actually in here what is triple bonk Triple Buck was the first experiment of like basically a very high ABV beer. Mm -hmm. um, it's an AL2, but um, basically over the years, um, then in 2002, Boston Beer launched Utopias. So effectively, Utopias is the highest ABV beer ever made. Okay. So it is technically an ale. It has like ninja yeast in it because normal yeast would die in that kind of environment like that kind of alcohol content okay. so it's uh basically though it's aged in a bunch of different barrels usually a lot of like bourbon casks whiskey casks um sometimes others so the taste what you're gonna get it's like a lot of dark fruits and kind of toffee aroma and a few other kind of characters but it's basically i mean it, it's a beer but because of the alcohol content, it has no carbonation. It ages mm -hmm. really well. So mm -hmm. it can be, you know, stable like this. You could buy a bottle and drink it over over the years if you wanted to. And it's it's almost like it reminds me the most of like almost like a sherry. Okay. Okay. So, Does it need to be refrigerated? No. Okay. Nope. It is entirely stable. So this obviously the bottle it's actually copper clad it's supposed to look like a brew kettle yeah that's the that's the whole idea but it's actually a porcelain bottle underneath okay so uh. that it can kind of stay fresh and 
and I'm probably butchering this. So if Jim Cook happens to watch your podcast, I'm not responsible for its content. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is uh so the way that I would drink it, um, this is the the kind of the sensory element. You would I can smell it from here. Oh, it smells incredibly strong. I yeah. mean, if you just and it's got good legs if you swirl what it. That, a little. What does that mean? Wine where basically if you swirl it, see how it has those oh, kind yeah. of ridges that will fold. Yeah. So yeah, very, very strong. Christ. Yeah. It's uh and it's not nearly as bitter as it's gonna smell like it is. It actually is very, very smooth on your tongue. But if you okay. so take a breath in, take a sip, hold it in your mouth for a second, swallow it, and then breathe out through your nose. And that way on the back end you're gonna kinda get that aroma of what this is. Damn. It's not like anything else you're no, gonna drink. Not. Yeah, it's it's a it, if if you gave this to me and didn't tell me what it was, I'd I would assume it's a cordial of some kind. Mm -hmm. uh. So this is an 07, so there's a little bit to me more of that. You get more of the dark fruit than you do the um this also has actually Vermont maple syrup in it. As oh, okay. The brewing process, so you can get some of that sweet. I mean, obviously. The yeast needs a ton of sugar with something with that kind of alcohol content. So yeah. that's why that's in there. But to me, I get more of the fruity side with this. this yeah. 07. Yeah, this is definitely a take your time. What did you say the ABV was? 28. Okay. So this is 56 above fruit. a wine. Yeah. 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 So this is something, I mean, you know, but it's it's like a, I brought it because it's like a special occasion drink, right? Mm -hmm. It's like a take it out. Like you have friends over you haven't seen in a long time. You're like, yeah, I want you to try this with me. I thought, yeah, did they? Oh, okay. The, these little bits move, mm -hmm. and then you see Pete. Yeah, you see Sam Adams in there. Yeah. Nah, and that one doesn't things. move, I guess. It's supposed to. I think that I, either I bent it, or it was just bent when it got put on there. I mean, basically, these come in, and those get applied. So I don't oh, know if okay. it was just bent or what. Yeah. But I think we put those on. Cool. Yeah. That's nice. And shout out to whoever makes these bottles. A nice bottle. Yeah, I don't know where they come from. I'm sure it's some specialty manufacturer. I'm sure mm. it's yeah. We bottle this once. I mean, you could theoretically you could bottle it any time. Like the you know, it's aging in these casks all the time, and mm. they just get rotated through, and and so it's kind of a bunch of different casks mm. of different ages and different type. Um, but you know, it comes out typically every two years, and yeah, like the last time it launched was 2019 and I think it was $230 retail. Wow. <laughs> but like, if you look on eBay now, they sell for more than that. There's people unsealed bottles are selling for three, $400. And... Wow. Yeah. The... And just to put this in perspective, uh, neither of us paid for this bottle. You happen to get it through, uh, your employment. Mm -hmm. So, um, I am, and this is coming from a guy who likes to fly first class on uh, coast to coast flights, but I, 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 I couldn't see paying this much for something. I mean, maybe, well, maybe, well, if my friend Tom came by, it mm -hmm. would something that people who could appreciate this enjoy, you know, at the same time coming from a guy who just is ordering a car from Japan, uh, <laughs> uh, and for what it is like as a vehicle it's like these are worth what but but then to people who are really super into cars it's like look they made 
there only exist there only ever existed 16,000 of these right. cars and of the ones that are manual i think there's less than 2,000 ever made so that rarity so there's that yeah um no and that's that, where is tom texting me tom says regular zoom beer reviews <laughs> hey we could do it yeah um, from iowa from wherever yeah. you could do it from yeah tokyo i miss going to his bar the mucky duck pub well it's not his bar but he like runs trivia oh really and uh yeah so it's super fun i'm really bad at trivia but tom makes it super entertaining and fun it's like whatever team i'm on i'm gonna lose I'm, I'm unless like, there's car questions and right that's or questions about like 1970s two-tone and ska music so <laughs> that's the market no i like i like trivia but my problem is i usually freeze under the pressure yeah like when it's like okay you have 30 seconds i'm like oh, what i forgot everything uh, I butt sex yeah uh, uh, no. uh, 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 coming my ass uh well, coming out my ass uh, gin, uh, 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 uh drink beer and two elton johns <laughs> uh, mona lisa's and manhattan's manhattan's and, and rose petal um uh it doesn't feel like christmas is tomorrow just run uh, this PA. Hey, 2020 is almost over. Yeah, it is. And somehow everything is going to be resolved and 2021 will be sunshine and rainbows. I know, right? Well, I'll have my car and I can re just retreat into that and just kind of drive around. And you know that when I when I bought what my, are you going to do next year? I don't know. I mean, probably the same. I uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to. That's the funny part. Like for me. Um, so, you know, I, I work in a brewery, the brewery is still operating. So very yeah. little about my work side of things. Like we obviously adapted and changed, but it wasn't necessarily like, you know, I'm still going in every day and I live alone. So that part didn't really change either. Yeah. So no, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a drastic shift for me, but mm -hmm. obviously there's still a lot of elements to it where I'm like, like the dating world, like the thought yeah. of like getting on whatever yeah. and, and like you know like bumble or something and being like oh let me find a perfect stranger that i can start meeting Jeez. and go like this no let's put our face mouths against each other and breathe really like hard as i pull the blanket over both of our heads as we undulate with a mask on with a mask on that's what i mean like the the romantic first kiss kind of loses its allure when it's like now who have you been in contact with in yeah. the last two weeks Man, last night skiing didn't feel like there was any sort of pandemic. Like there were some people skiing in surgical masks, but everybody's just wearing their normal masks that they wear when they mm. ski. And because the difference between the base of Blue Mountain and the top is like a thousand feet. So um, it gets cold up top mm -hmm. and also the wind comes whipping over. So you're masked up anyway. Like for the moments when I was on the lift, off the lift skiing, I forgot about everything. And that was brilliant. I was jamming down challenge, which is their double black. And it was nice and icy. So I was going freaking fast. And I was racing Greg and his daughter, Mary. Uh, Mary is uh, in the fifth grade. And already she's an intermediate. Really? So she can hockey stop. Um, she's not quite at parallel yet. There's, there's some limitations. Like mentally, she knows how to do it. Um, but now you're bumping up to what, you know, a a prepubescent human can do mm -hmm. their muscle structure hasn't developed yet so it, 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 
you just have to uh, stress the fundamentals. But actually, now nah, you know, honestly, if 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 I was teaching her, I teach a little a little bit about pole plants, but he, it's not going to be until she's like maybe fourteen that you could really start educating them on on the higher levels, or maybe thirteen, mm -hmm. twelve, um, depending on you know where their growth spurt happens um, and where muscles begin to develop because. Um, the most important thing right now is they still enjoy skiing. Um, if it becomes like a chore and it becomes work and then they don't want to do it. And now any, any training you do for like more advanced levels of skiing just won't work. Mm -hmm. I saw that a few times with like parents who were trying to, who, who were trying to instruct kids who weren't emotionally ready for the assault of emotions that skiing brings because it messes up your inner ear, mm -hmm. uh, your sense of your sense of speed gets dilated. Mm -hmm. Um, even a beginner will be going like 10 miles an hour and that's faster than most people can run. And it's just, it's just you and your boots and your skis going down this and realizing that you're now fighting gravity. Um, your, your thigh muscles are getting worked to an insane degree. Cause it's like one constant half squat that you're doing for like five minutes. And then, um, so you got to take it slow going down the hill and also your inner ear when you begin skiing fights you because your center of gravity moves because right now when you stand your center of gravity is between your feet duh. Mm -hmm. but when you ski it's in front of your toes so when people start feeling off balance they try to stand up mm -hmm. but you're slightly on an incline and you're and you're and you're and your um your balance is in front of you so that's the equivalent of leaning back to stand up when you're on flat ground and then you see people. So that's where they just lose it. That's where they lose it. Yeah. And then they, they go sideways. Hmm. Um, also relying too much on poles. And anyway, people are saying in the comments, I pee the oil. I bathe in astroline. <laughs> uh, no, well, maybe those, we should get to some super chats. People have been. All of those hobbies. I, uh, I will admit that the problem for me is I love them if they involve some sort of an engine or motor, uh -huh. or like, <laughs> like skiing on the water. I don't, I don't know that I'm interested. A jet ski. Yes. I will yeah. go out on a jet ski. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe I would try snowmobiles, man. I never rode a snowmobile ever. I want to, I haven't either. I don't, I mean, around here, would it be worth it to own one? There's like a few good years of, uh, a few good days, like in mm -hmm. like sort of east, southern, central. We're kind, we're just at the base of the Appalachian Mountains, so we're not high enough in elevation where it snows consistently. Right. So, like after all the rain today, and then it's going to be above freezing tomorrow. Most of the, eh, some of the snow will hang around. The stuff that became concrete. Mm -hmm. I was out on my driveway the, yesterday, and uh, busting up the concrete snow. The stuff that freezes and thaws and you can't bust it but i found that the old camshaft works great i just hell i hold it above the ice snow and just drop it yeah and just boom and it hits and it breaks it up I'm like awesome boom breaks it up into big chunks and then i hold it sideways so all the cams hit at the same time <laughs> and i'm like it's a junk cam anyway and the car and falcon's gone so what do i need this punk of steel for and i'm like well this thing's got sharp edges it breaks like up magic the snow wand now. yeah I'm going to keep that thing forever. It's going to get real rusty. <laughs> Boris T. Uh, Boris T.S. Karloff. What would Joe Biden say about the Dodge Avenger? Can I do Biden right now? Again, my Biden is not Joe Biden. It's Nick Mullen doing Biden. Uh, 
you're going to get stuck with this impression though. You know that, right? Cause it's a good impression. Oh, thank you, Nick Mullen <laughs> for, for blazing the way in the Joe Biden. Oh, uh, victory. We're having to victory. Well, you, you got the, the, the Avenger that, that, that was the, the TBM Avenger, uh, from the war when, when we fought the Japanese and you came, well, that could be a dive bomber or that could, that, that could dive bomb torpedoes too. <laughs> and, you know, Dodge, that's an American company made in America. And, uh, eventually the, the, the pasta, the, the Olive Garden country, uh, country, they turn sides in the war. So it's just like you, you put your shirt and you turn it inside out, and that's your seat cover and your Dodge Avenger. Uh, Mr. Biden, my question was about Israel-Palestine. I uh... Well, that's, that's very important right now. Uh, with Well, we got to take one thing at a time, because American people want their $2,000 stimulus checks so we'll we'll give you 600 now and 2000 later so you get 2000 well lots of my friends are, are uh indian and indian and pakistan like you said uh have to work on their relations i mean it comes and it goes and that's that's how we go he always, does, we yeah, do. he always does the trial, trail go, up, trail That's down. how we go. And now uh, <laughs> would go down and, and, and around. And you hokey pokey. It's not my best yeah. one. But, but thank you, Boris. Um, Did you see that meme about the, the $600 stimulus that was, I don't know if you watched Arrested Development. No. But the, the I mother, know of it, but no. The mother character, the whole premise is she's just like this like wealthy kind of aristocratic and then like has never had an understanding of money. And mm. so the, the premise is like, well, it's... It's a grand total of nine months in a pandemic, Michael. How much could it cost? Six hundred dollars? Yeah. Like, right? You know, like, mm -hmm. surely that's all you need. I'm not getting it. I know I'm not getting it. Yeah, me neither. Oh well. Like, what would I spend? Like, it would just go into the bank account for. Yeah, for, it would go yeah. in. It would go into the one bank account that pays for the electricity and and I think Comcast. Because that was in my old account. That, that, that was in my old account with the one you, you get in high school that eventually you get your parents taken off of it. Uh, it's a joint account. And oh, it's, yeah. a weird, it's a joiner. And it, it changed hands a few times. You gotta I don't Scranton. have a good Biden right now. You got you to gotta keep bringing Scranton into it Scranton. somehow. And you go up there in Scranton Wilkes Bar. <laughs> And you go to Montage Mountain, or or you got Camelback too. See, that was a sex move back in Dover in the fifties. <laughs> it's three people, but you don't know one of them. They're they're mysterious. We we would take them. We would put uh, an Estee Lauder uh, uh, mix and match. Uh, you 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 you'd get a, a, a tie dye. This was even before the sixties. You'd, you'd tie-dye some Estee Lauder uh, on, on to, well, back in, back in, back in 53, we would call them mistress beaters, but you got a different word for them now. So you take the Estee Lauder and you smear it all over the shirt 
without the sleeves and you wrap it around the other person's head like um like uh, an indigenous people from saudi arabia so that was the third one and mr biden um the question was about trade tariffs <laughs> well you're trading off that night <laughs> between you know your your significant other and and the person from the united arab emirates that they'll they'll come in and uh the mercedes uh with the the well in my day we called them uh don't pay your taxes doors then they call them suicide doors and now they just come in and they're doing 360s on those they got highways in the desert and they come in through your door and that's how you get your three-way <laughs> <laughs> he's a good character to do though i feel like yeah <laughs> it's like callbacks on it's callbacks on your callbacks mm -hmm. And all it, you have to kind of make it sense and it makes sense in, in a kind of memento way. Yeah, you need you need sort of a bit of a circular coming back around to yeah, something. Yeah. But at the same time, there's all of these weird like little paths that it takes the whole time. Uh Evan Collins says, uh Volvo 240 estate. Uh the official car. See, that's still a Volvo 240 is a perpetual Pennsylvania hipster car because where we live, I don't know where the nearest Volvo shop is. Was there one in Reading, like yeah. dealerships? Yeah. Yeah. And then that's sort of it. I daily one I paid four hundred dollars for. That's a good price for Volvo 240. Those in the sweltering awesome. Kentucky summers with no AC, wishing you yours a brown Christmas. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's still a complete hipster mobile. Um, you know, half of half of the shit in the car can't work. Mm -hmm. the engine has to work i don't know if they they had the i kind of remember the one we did um it's obd1 so it had a code but i don't think they followed obd1 they had their own trouble codes yeah. and it just flashed this light my friend matt walsh had a volvo 240 sedan well they made them forever they made them from what like yeah. 80 to 92 or mm -hmm. 93 something like that no they're absolute um swine like they're slow actually that's not actually pigs can go fast you, you put them in the woods and they 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 change genders and they get on the trt and they move they they move at a swift clip unlike unlike the volvo <laughs> i still haven't driven a turbo brick so i still have to do that at some point i'm obsessed with them just because like the reputation is the build quality yeah you know it's like the after the nuclear holocaust it'll be like mm -hmm. the cockroaches the mm -hmm. volvo 240 and the toyota land cruiser that's yeah. it that's the only things that'll be left on the road yeah phil mcwonder hello phil it's good to see you how do you get your acoustic foam to stick to your wall mine keeps falling off uh you can't see it in the frame but above it i i i drilled two um drapery rods into the wall and it just rests on that like because it's a, it's a, a big corrugated it just rests in between two of the corrugations and it's just held up mechanically physically mechanically it's not glued to the wall all the stuff in my recording booth upstairs is glued to the wall i asked greg before i could do it and he said fine uh, greg is the guy who owns his house and the guy i was skiing with yesterday i think you saw him like once or twice in videos he's the guy who had the integra gs gsr yeah, like mm -hmm. the one below the Type R. We reviewed the Type R, and then he brought his GSR that he bought. Yeah. Well, his, actually, his parents bought him new in high school, and he told me about that. Like, I don't, I don't want to bring that up with it, but 
they bought him in high school a GSR. He's like, I don't know how I talked him into that. That's awesome. Yeah. But I guess they, you know, hey, it's lasted. He graduated high school in what? Like, yeah, he was a, he graduated, he was a senior when I was in eighth grade. So that meant he graduated in 96, the first half of the year. So yeah, he would have graduated. Yeah. And so he's four years older than me. So he's 40. Four ish. So the car lasted. Well, yeah, next year his will be that'll be a classic. So that yeah. car is twenty four years old. Not too bad, and it's still banging around. Um, all the head bolts are uh, head bolts and valve covers. There's a lot of bolts that are just rusted shut, mm -hmm. and that's the thing. His uh, his um, it needs a new timing belt because it's way overdue. Um. Just on age or on, on age, on yeah. age and miles. The really? I think it's like 210,000 miles on it hmm. and he just drives it. And of course now he doesn't. It's like when that thing goes, that's trouble because you're going to have to uh, get like a torch on some of those bolts that hold the timing cover on because really? they're stuck in place. They're like gigantic piece of rusted metal now. Well, that's an interference engine, isn't it? I think so. Most of those back yeah. in the nineties were. Yeah. He was talking last night, like, what he wants to do with his Integra. It's like, is it worth our, is an Integra GS, uh, GSX or GSR, GSR, yeah. is it worth repairing? Because there's body rust and the engines probably need a new engine. Mm -hmm. Like if I would do it, but the interiors has a lot of life in it. Um, and by life, I mean, it's been lived in, mm -hmm. you know, it's been, it was owned by a teenager to begin with. Right. And then he had mods and then undid mods and then put new mods on. Yeah, but and it lived it right through world. the Fast and the Furious age. Oh, that would do it too. My apologies. Ah. I thought this was turned off. Mm. Did it work? Hmm? Was it work? No. Uh. So he was open to the idea of a budget of $15,000, hmm. which would get you a new engine and it would solve some electrical stuff. But you body. still get the body. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if you have owned it, I mean, he bought it. He, he had it from new. Yeah. He's been the only owner. I couldn't get rid of it. Mm. My, my buddy has his dad has, I think it's a 74 MGB. That yeah. He bought brand new. Like, yeah. He's the only person who's ever owned the 74 MGB. And yeah. like, I was like, like, you, you have to keep it. Like, mm. it, you know what I mean? At this point in time, you have to. Mm. I don't know what that emotional feeling is like. Because I still view cars as machines, mm -hmm. even though I love them, I let them go. Maybe it's the whole writing thing. You kill your children. Mm -hmm. You can't be too attached to, to the ideas. Um, so because like Greg was uh, wondering why I chose to sell the Falcon, not only during the pandemic, but wintertime. Mm -hmm. It's like you could have got more money than I probably could have, but I just wanted to be done like there was no there was no more there was joy in driving it but there wasn't the elation mm -hmm. in it anymore um yeah when you get to that point i mean when you when you make that call you got to kind of do what you got to do no i wanted to i i kind of see when people ask me like what sort of fun car should i buy i give them the kind of car that i want to buy i want you to buy it so i can go drive it mm -hmm. right now on bring a trailer there is a silver fourth gen honda prelude sir that we didn't get not bring a trailer excuse me 
Japanese classics. Yeah, okay. For like fourteen nine, so five thousand for the same price of completely building your rusted out Integra, you could have Prelude S I R with the H twenty two A engine, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you have a right hand drive, and you have that cool ass dash and everything like that, and it's going to be banging. Yeah, uh, you could have that. Yeah, they're slightly heavier, I guess. No, but it's still awesome. Yeah, like, it's super cool. I just, I that's where I used to be. I the longest I used to keep a car was two years, and I'd just be like, okay, time for something new. But now, yeah, I'm starting to keep them a little bit longer than that. Well, some. Oh, they've got old Land Cruisers. There it is. Ninety-five, fresh out the boat, freshly legal. Oh, they only want twelve thousand four. Wow! Hell yeah, Greg. Can you imagine rolling in that? One, it's awesome too because it yeah. doesn't look like anything, yeah. right? If you don't know what it is, you're like, oh. oh but then people see Honda. fourth gen Preludes, it's like, give me please. Yeah. He also says he wants a convertible as well. Like he doesn't know what he wants. He he wants to have that top down rolling around, but he needs four seats for family. Mm -hmm. And the only thing, like right now, reasonably that I think would work for him would be an S197 Mustang, mm -hmm. which would be probably the cheapest convertible you could get that will be fun. But he says he just wants to cruise, so he doesn't need anything with hard suspension or right. anything. And um, I said, well, he doesn't want to do the four by four thing, like get a Jeep and take the doors off mm -hmm. and everything. He doesn't want to do that. So I mean, there's always like. BMW 4 Series, that kind of area. But he was talking about like that everything comes back to BMW. Yeah. But he doesn't know if he wants, he has, I think most of his cars that he has that he drives regularly are all Euro cars. Mm -hmm. So he's got his Volvo wagon, which is the everyday thing. I forget which one it is. It's like the non turbo kind of base painted, uh, unpainted plastic bumpers. Yeah. 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 What were those called? I forget. I was in it last night. It's what we took skiing. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I don't care about this thing. I just drive it. Yeah. And then he's got uh, his Audi, which I was, yeah, that's the V12. Yeah. He's got that's the big cool. one. That's cool just for what it is. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this is the highway bomber. Uh, his wife, I forget what his wife drives. Um, and then he's got a C10 truck for everything. Mm. And he was, he was getting a carburetor rebuilt. And he told that when it was at the mechanics, he, the mechanic told him that three other customers like made offers on that truck. <laughs> and I'm like, it's an old C10 that's rusted. It's kind of nasty. It's got cherry bomb exhausts on it. It's gross. He painted the car himself. Really? Oh, it's bad. Well, no, it's not bad. It's 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 what a C a C10 used to be in the 90s. Like, right. No one gave a shit. Right. He painted the car. He yeah. rattle canned the steel wheels a different shade of silver, <laughs> painting right over the lugs. It's like, I don't care. Yeah. But now people are like, oh, gimme, I'm going to do all this stuff. And I'm like, I mean, I guess, yeah, never underestimate the value of nostalgia. True. Uh, someone in chat says he should get a, an S, S2000. He likes the S2000s, but he needs that back seat mm -hmm. for his daughter mm -hmm. and, you know, whoever else wants to come yeah, along. It's all BMW and Mercedes, other than, other than, like you're saying, like, I guess Mustang and Camaro. He was talking about like he's starting to feel nostalgic about the Camaros from the '90s that had that shark nose thing, mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, they they do look neat, 
now, but I can't, my mind, I still remember that shitty GM interior, mm -hmm. knowing that the steering wheel shifter is out of a Cavalier. Right. It's just, there's, they didn't care. No. The and engine the is okay. And everything, yeah. yeah. They don't steer very well. The, the fire, the Trans Ams were cool that mm -hmm. had the LS1 mm -hmm. engine in it. Those were all right. And interior is still garbage. Right. <laughs> like, but having an old Camaro with that LT block. Yeah. Eh. I always felt bad for the guy that bought. You remember it was when was it 2001, 2003, somewhere in there. They like, this is the last Camaro ever. And he spent like a hundred some thousand dollars on buying the last Camaro ever built. Who is it? What? Remember, because they stopped making them in the early 2000s. GM stopped making the Camaro. Oh, and that's they right. Brought it back in like yeah. late 2000s. So I always felt bad for that guy. He was like, I bought the last Camaro ever. And then GM was like, actually, sorry. Yeah. Dodge did that thing when they brought the Challenger mm -hmm. back. Like, oh, there's money in this. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going right back to the bank. Yeah. We're going right back to the well. And that's amazing, too, because when you think about that, that is a 90s Mercedes E-Class chassis uh, that that whole thing is built on. Right. Mm -hmm. they've, they've never updated it from nope what are we uh filming okay we acoustic theory uh tristan green here we go uh happy holidays all do you have a favorite christmas winter beer in cleveland tradition i must fanboy great lakes christmas ale but mad elf is probably the best every year i'll have at least mad elf once um during the winter times i almost exclusively switch to porters um, although lately with this year, you know, as, as, as I told Ben, like I will have samples of beer. So I, I am interested in having another beer, but not an entire bottle. Mm -hmm. Um, so if you want to split one of these, yeah. maybe, is there anyone that I didn't have yet? I had that one, but only one of them, but I liked it a lot. Oh, that was that one. Okay. Yes, yeah. we got to have. Okay. Then we'll do that. Um, so this one is. So we just had Utopias. Mm -hmm. Now, after the merger with uh, Dogfish Head, this is Dogfish Head Worldwide Stout aged in Utopias barrels. Okay. So, so when they're done with the big stuff, they put other stuff in the barrels. Mm -hmm. Well, this, I mean, yeah, the barrels kind of, I'm, I'm sure, have a life to them, but I don't know how long. Matt Elf is great. Um, I was down at Trogues and I did have. Uh, uh, what is it? We saved it on the uh, stream. What on earth is beer is that? Oh, impending descent. Uh, they had an impending mm -hmm. descent on tap, and that was fantabulous. It's good beer. Yeah. Um, lately, this is how I've been enjoying my beer and associated cordials is no longer at night, only in the day. Because I don't like that foggy feeling in the morning. Mm -hmm. So normally, yeah, it's around this time, like a lunchtime beer. And then I'm I'm over it by the time it takes to go to bed. Because during the lockdown, like my favorite activity is sleeping. Like I've been going to bed at like 1130 and waking up at 10. Wow. Yeah. I would be groggy as hell. I get up and I'm ready to go. Yeah. Coffee on, edit, mm -hmm. edit, edit, edit like crazy. And then like, great. It's now two in the afternoon. What the hell am I going to do? And I guess I, your body's telling you that's how much sleep it wants. It's just, I mean, in the summertime, I sleep less because the sun's up and then I'm hot. I like, and also I like sleeping. I turn my heat, I turn uh, the heat all the way down to 60 degrees. Mm -hmm. And then I get under a lot of covers. And then I'm imagining I'm cuddling someone. 
in a tent on the Appalachian Trail, and no one can see us. And that's my fantasy. <laughs> so we've got Utopia Barreled Age Worldwide Stout. It's going to smell. This is funky. Mm -hmm. Well, you're also probably getting a little bit of the Utopias. Yeah. Kind of carry over. That's good, mm. You know what this reminds me of, and I'm bad at describing things. I wish Tom was here. He'd be able to tell me, but it reminds me of tasty cakes. It reminds me of tasty cakes mm -hmm. at lunch. That kind of toffee almost? Yeah, the good kind that have Caramel. the cream in the middle. <laughs> oh, people in countries that don't get tasty cakes. They don't have the joy of sticking your finger in the brown, <laughs> the brown and then the commas in the middle. I don't think they're in the Midwest. I don't remember them growing Shit, up. Shit, you don't? No. I wonder if Foster ever had tasty cakes. I got to send him a message on Telegram. Just mail him some tasty cakes. We're going to do anything. Yo, if he doesn't get tasty cakes. I mean, he used to live in Indiana and now he moved to Cincinnati. So maybe get tasty cakes in Ohio. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know Ohio enough. I don't know where the well, maybe I'll is. go Donovan. It's just like the IHOP Waffle House line. Nobody knows exactly where it is, but it's there. Yeah. Did you get tasty cakes growing up, Donovan? Because I'm on a podcast right now. And we're talking about tasty cakes. Did you ever get tasty cakes, little tasty cake things? You take a bite out of it and then you stick your finger in it and then the cum is inside. It's like more ice to get icing on the top. You get icing in the middle. And you stick your finger in it and it comes out white. Did you ever get that in high school? <laughs> he's gonna get that unsolicited. I was gonna say he's sitting there with his family. They're they're like he's oh, there right. at work. <laughs> like, what is this it's voice Christmas message? Eve children were decorating the oh god, don't play it out loud. <laughs> Please don't play it out loud. Uh so thank you, Tristan Green. Good question. Thank you for your donation. And happy holidays. And refreshing the page. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's Phil McWonder. There it is. Okay. Chris Stockslager. Hello, Chris. Familiar face. Thank you. Did you ever think you'd have car uncle Jay Leno on RCR? Uh, no. Like, what? I, I, he likes stuff from like the 40s and 30s and 20s. He likes crazy shit too. Yeah. It's like it's like a porn addiction. Like straight fucking doesn't do it anymore. You have to go deep to get your rocks off now. Well, so he's that's got like 400 vehicles too. Yeah. Uh, cool I think though. at this point, the way and you know, hey, on the chance, like Jay Leno was watching. I, I view Jay as like this kindly grandpa now that just wants to spend time just happy that the kids are here and mm -hmm. having a good time and he just kind of wants to just hang out with people and why not if the, you've, you've did your whole life doing doing the night show and all the ups and downs and i think now he just kind of wants to hang out and yeah. have a good time and hanging out with me making dick jokes i mean supposedly he was like back in the day a pretty dirty comic really like there but there doesn't exist a lot of videos of like his like early stuff like in boston and mm -hmm. stuff um and i mean this is coming i think from like uh i think rogan did like uh he opened for him or something like that or at least got got to see like one of 
Jay's stand-up that he still kind of does. And like, holy shit, this guy was blue. <laughs> He's like nasty stuff. I and mean, well, he was on Leno was on Rogan once. Well, he's Leno. still working. Jay, I think, does, still does stand-up at times. Does he? Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's often, but I'm pretty sure, according on Comedians in Cars, he said he still, once in a while, will go out and do something. Nice. I wonder if it's like a Chappelle thing, where it's like he just shows up at an open mic. I know. And like, does like five minutes. Right? But yeah. he just, yeah, like, whenever he feels like it, Dave yeah. Chappelle's like, I'd like another $40 million. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, let me call HBO. Yeah. Right? All right, this time I'll do Netflix. Yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, if Leno wants to come on, like, be amazing. I don't know. He had he, he had Doug on, and I wonder how Doug swung that. Doug got on Leno, and Tavares got on Adam Carolla's podcast once. Hmm. But I think with like RCR, like, very little of this show plays by any rules. I still haven't got paid from 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 that Bluetooth speaker thing. Really? I sent an email to the rep, and he said he'd get on it. It's been like pushing two, three months now. But see, now you have the the. I don't the know hammer if I'm going to do them again. Like, I, if they if if that company hits me up again, I have to say, you know, you guys have been great. You let me say anything. Waiting three months to get paid is a little much. Uh, but no, so that's what I'm know. saying. Now you have the threat of like. Let me tell you what I really think about this Bluetooth speaker. Oh, I mean, it's 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 a white label product. <laughs> I mean, literally the promo code that you get knocks it down to the price that other manufacturers have it. Mm -hmm. You can buy this product like three different ways. Right. On, on on Amazon. Right. And it's the same product with like different badges on it. It's not a bad. I mean, I use it. It's a Bluetooth speaker that's got more bass than your average Bluetooth speaker. And that's it. Mm -hmm. It's not too bad. Um. Hmm. but I mean, we did a, we did a bit with prime driven and the reason I go keep one, cause prime gets a whole lot of fun cars and that I get to do Two, Justin Burnash is great to hang out with three. He's one of the last MR2 specialty mechanics mm -hmm. on the, in the country and three, he pays me that day. Right. <laughs> Yo, it's way less than other people do, but I don't care. Right. So now what is their though? Like what is their niche prime driven? They started out as an MR2 specialty shop. They were originally Prime MR2. Mm -hmm. And they pioneered the idea of the Mark 1.5 swap. Okay. The first gen where their specialty was the Caldina engine, which we're going to be in our 40s before that thing becomes legal because it started in the 2000s. Hmm. That's still a 4G engine. Uh, uh, it's 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 the block, I believe, and Justin will correct me from this, but it's the block from the Mark II. But in the 2000s, it continued in the form of the, the Toyota Caldina, which is Toyota making a WRX wagon. Hmm. Um, it's a turbo all-wheel drive Toyota wagon. And oh, that's stick shift? And stick I'm shift, in. hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. You, you do a chip tune, you do a bunch of swaps, you have 300 wheel horsepower. Oh, shit. Oh, they're fucking great. You get coil-on plug. Everything else is great. It, it, or, yeah, coil-on plug ignition, no more mm -hmm. distributors. Mm -hmm. Um the 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 fluid dynamics of intake there's no more right angles it's all contoured in and out i drove a second they did like i drove a uh i drove a first gen that had it it was it was you'd like pass lotuses and stuff it's freaking <laughs> it's so so light but the one of the challenges is heat distribution and putting a caldina engine yeah. um, or really the the gen 4 
from this point. It's really what it's called. It's called the Gen 4. The Toyota Gen 4 engine in a MR2 is that that engine bay is so small, you can't do an air-to-air intercooler. You have to do a water-to-air intercooler um, just to get the heat out. Mm -hmm. Um, But you can do air-to-air in a second gen. The second gen has a very, for an MR2, a very large engine bay. It's a much better swap. Hmm. And, uh, it's a much, it's a longer wheelbase. It's much safer. And the, um, the turbos that they use in the Caldinas don't mind fluttering. So you can go all day long and it doesn't hurt them. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Um, and so that's great. Third gens, they don't work. Um, the only thing you can do to a third gen is do the ZZ swap, but the ZZ swap gets you what, like 30 more horsepower. It's not worth the money that you're doing it. So if people are thinking they have a third gen and they want to do the two ZZ swap, just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy that car for what it is. It's it's a it's a Corolla turned backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, out of all the MR2s, it is the most reliable because it's a 2000s era, early 2000s right. Corolla engine. What right. could possibly go wrong with this thing? The only downside is it doesn't have a trunk anymore unless yeah. you take the spare tire out. I mean, they're still cool though. For oh, what they're they great. Are. Yeah. And the prices are going up too. Yeah, they, they were like five grand. Now they're ten grand. I just wish you could go back in time. Like I was thinking about that, uh, your your stonks conversation. I was thinking about that. Yeah. Last year, I I forget what it is. Fidelity TD Drip Meritrade. One of those I had a few years ago. I just stuck some uh, into a Roth, and and I don't know how I did this, but I had like so I had like put some of it in and was just like playing around with different companies, and I had two grand that I was going to put into Tesla last year. Yeah. And I don't know if I just screwed up the trade or what. But I was like looking then lately, I was like, oh, Tesla's going up because I check this like once every maybe six months. And I'm uh-huh. like, oh, Tesla's going up. And I go on to the website. Apparently, I just failed entirely with actually trading in Tesla stock. So I just had two grand sitting in like your little like general fund. Yeah. And I have nothing in Tesla. And I was like, hmm, Shit. That, that's the wrong time. Oh, no, man. But like you never know when the time is right for anything. That's because- the thing. Yeah. Majority of my money goes into your your standard, your Johnson and Johnson, your big companies that will never go under. My big pick right now is Visa. Mm-hmm. They've been they seem to be way heavy and maybe worth more than they are, but at the same time, Visa's not going anywhere. <laughs> and then you know, f- at least fifty percent should go into some boring company that doesn't do anything exciting, mm-hmm. makes toilet paper, but pays a fucking dividend. Right? Hell yeah. I'm going to get paid to wait. Yeah. And then you get the dividend money that goes in your money market account. And that's the stuff you buy when you buy stonks on the toilet. Right. <laughs> like, I will have this one stonk, please. I it's bought one stonk. Of, stock. Yeah. I bought like Satchmo or something, some weird like $8 pharmaceutical company. Just like a few. Yeah, here you go. Maybe this thing will be. Who knows right. if they hit it or not. Right. And then like some. Uh, well, yeah. One stonk of of lift. Mm. hope just kind of yeah let's see what they do when when we start opening back up and people need rides from the airport again yeah yeah shout out to dominic out there still rock and lift in his executive series uh um town car the executive l he has a five-star rating out there and he says, well, first he picks up at weird hours and second you show up in an executive L with tons of leg room, this right. black on black limo-esque car. That's why it was a black car forever. Yeah. Good car. Hmm. If only they'd be like more, if Lyft would be more like 
liberal with what you could drive. They didn't have a year cut off. If you had a perfectly clean like Nissan president from like 95 century, hell yeah, show up, up, (laughs) blow people's minds. But that's the problem. That's what's so sad is I would be disappointed every time because I would pull up and people would be like, what is this? I've never heard of it. Is this a Lexus? And be like, no, it's that. And they'd be like, oh, I don't care. We're just, we're going right. Like, I would yeah, just be yeah, so yeah. brokenhearted because they wouldn't give a shit. No, yeah, they wouldn't care. Me getting picked up from the airport in the before four times. Like, you press the button and you know it's either going to be a Prius, Kia Soul, or Nissan Altima. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Occasionally, once, I think we were in like Nashville. No, Austin. We got picked up in, um, in a, in a quad cab Tacoma. It was interesting. The dude had like guns and like developed shoulders and stuff. I think he was just doing this for giggles. Yeah. Like it was a super cool truck. He had the, he had the quad cab with the, uh, the, mo- the sunroof. Oh really? He had that pulled back. We had windows rolled down. We were listening to music. He was super cool. And he's like, you're fun. not making your money back with how this thing drinks in town. No, but at the same time, the miles don't matter on that. Right. Like- True. Yeah, he could put 80,000 miles on it in a year and probably it'll lose five grand in value, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Phil McWonder says, thank you for your donation. At some point, I'm trying to get my hands on a manual SUV as a daily. Uh, old, uh, early 2000s Honda CRV. You can get them in stick mm-hmm. as a daily. It's a great car. But I keep finding for sale are overpriced Jeeps. Don't buy a Jeep. Or a Nissan Xterra. That has a live rear axle. I mean, these Sonic Steros are—they have—they are pretty damn good off-road, but they suck on-road. Um, you're driving a truck, really. Any suggestions for what else in New York? Yeah, uh, early 2000s. They're bottoming out. Manual Starvey. Yeah. Or if you if you want to shift and not go any faster, you can buy an Element. <laughs> <laughs> pretty fast. And of course, uh, for a while, the the Rav Fours were manual. Now they're not anymore. The first gen art RAV4 is from the 90s are awesome, but they're also going to be loud on the highway. There's not yeah. much sound deadening and they're very light cars. They're great in the snow though. And they're cool looking. Yeah. Yeah. I had a 13 uh, Xterra mm-hmm. stick shift. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was a good car. Like it was when I, when I bought it in 2013, I bought it new and it was that or the Wrangler. That was the only things left that were yep. body on frame, four wheel drive, stick shift. Ah. That was it. Toyota had already given up. Toyota gave up in like early 2000s. I think the, yeah. the third gen forerunner was the last you could buy with a stick. Really? Yeah. Mm. Sad. Mm, yeah. How long did you have the Xterra? Two years. Okay. Took a bath on that thing too. Really? But yeah. It was funny. I um this is my other like Honda spiel, but like or Toyota spiel. When I bought that, I think I paid like 31, 32 grand. And I was mm-hmm. debating between that or a Tacoma. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I'd rather grab the SUV. I'll go with the the Xterra. And a couple years later, I was um, moved into the house I'm in now and I needed to like be able to like haul lumber more and stuff. And the Xterra was just kind of getting inconvenient for a lot of that. So I'm like, all right, I'll go ahead and look at a truck. And so I ended up, that was when I bought that GMC. But when I bought it uh, and traded this in, I was, I think they gave me like 18 or 19 on trade for this thing two years later. And I was $1,900. Oh, no, no, 18,000. Oh, okay. But, but, you know, you figure still it lost almost half its value. So out of curiosity, I checked 
what the the Tacoma, if I'd gone that round a month of Tacoma in 13, what it would have been worth on trade in the yeah. same time frame. And it was like 24, 24 yeah. or five. And I was like, well, yeah. Toyota tax. Yep. <laughs> uh, Brandon Flannery says, happy holidays. Did Boylan ever demail back? Uh, Ed, no, Ed Boylan didn't uh, DM me back. Like the only bit of social media that you can DM that I found Ed Boylan is uh, on Instagram. He didn't say anything. I mean, when I go down to Atlanta to pick up my car, I'm like, I kind of want to come in and say hi, but I I'm sure he has an email. It's me just not searching enough. Mm -hmm. Is there an Ed Boylan email? Is there a VinWiki at info.com? I could yeah. just say, hey, you know, it's probably going to be late February because the boat is scheduled to dock sometime next month. And then it takes you know, a week to get through customs and then like two weeks to get the title, but that's pre pandemic. So who right. knows? So I'm guessing late February after Valentine's day, after president's day, maybe I'll be going down then, which works out fine. Cause there was a bunch of people who wanted me to come up to like Vermont and go skiing next month. And I'm all about doing that. Maybe I'll take a week off from RCR and just have like a ski break. And that'd be cool. I wonder though, are there people in, japan that are buying these cars right now solely to be like 25 years americans are gonna buy them like are they or is it just that like these cars are just kind of like survivors i don't know uh the the story that i got told uh from like people who are into like uh the jdm culture uh, tim strickler and his leaven mm -hmm. is that they don't value used cars like we do okay um um and they mm -hmm. don't tend to hold on to them. And then there's also, they have weird tax incentives to keep upgrading to a new car, like environment, the new car is gonna be better for mm -hmm. emissions and all this stuff. And I think something like sometimes if they have, if they keep running like an older car, um, I guess maybe there's like an old polluting tax that they get. Hmm. So it's worth their while to go with a new one than it is to to hang on to an old car i don't know the particulars of it we don't really have anything quite like that where they encourage you to upgrade maybe iphone kind of but that's more mm -hmm. of a status thing to have a new iphone right yeah that is kind of an unusual i mean we sort of did with like cash for clunkers and that kind of thing yeah most cars are actually an incentive to keep the older ones though in a lot of states right yeah you you know, the older it is, the less you're paying in like excise taxes yearly and all that kind of crap. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And like insurance just goes down. And it's so weird. Like in the United States, motorcycles are so cheap to insure. I think my motorcycle is $74 a year to basic really? liability insurance. It was like nothing. And then you, my friends in New Zealand, it's the exact opposite. Like motorcycles are so expensive to insure down there which I guess partially because they have nationalized health insurance. So you right. are a huge bodily risk to yourself. Right. Whereas us, we care about how much can this vehicle damage something else? Motorcycle can't really damage much except for you. And that's not on right. us. Oh, so they're not paying your medical bills in any, like with motorcycle insurance, they're not paying for any kind of medical. Unless you ask for that. Uh, gotcha. I yeah, gotcha. Yeah. All my motorcycles, I just had basic liability. Yeah, that's true. Cause mm. even if you run into a car then, yeah. What's the worst that they're out for? Yeah. Yeah. You hit them with your front tire. Hmm. <laughs> you you only really that. Uh, yeah. 
do I want to finish that off? I got to, I got to take it slow. I mean, I can, right. I can, I can feel it on that. I got to get more water too. Uh, I kind of want, I kind of need to take a pee break. It's Thursday, isn't it? Oh, it's Thursday. I get to go to my parents later. Alien Taco Bar says, Ooh, I haven't been able to give in the past, but you're a huge inspiration for me. Start sharing to start start sharing my writing. Merry Christmas. Much love from Minnesota. Hello, Minnesota. And thank you, Alien Taco Bar. I appreciate it, man. We'll put it forward to uh I guess your money will spent be spent on a hotel for actually well on my drive back from Atlanta whenever that happens. Because I'll fly down to Atlanta. I think I'm staying with Charles, I, I think he offered, I don't want to put him on a spot, but I think Charles Guam offered that I could stay at his house in Atlanta. Uh, he's a BattleBots guy. He like won back hmm. in like the 2000s and stuff like that. And he still does it now that he had like him and I don't, I can't remember. If, uh, not Jess McAndrew, different Jess, AutoZam Jess um, uh, was on Charles's team. Or unless she competed against him, they had some like big heavyweight um, machine, like battle bot that looked kind of like a trebuchet. <laughs> and what it did was it would flip the other robot like upside really? down. And hmm. Jess had this thing where this, this, it was a trebuchet, but in no, it could always remain upright because its trebuchet could always flip itself back onto its wheels hmm. so it was freaking cool so it, it was doing this like crazy like judo moves on this other thing just boom 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 and then just threw it into a corner and then it, the, the other robot couldn't do it so it was kind of cool so i was thinking about that i'd go down there i'd stay with charles and charles also has like he loves those ford centurion van trucks yeah that we reviewed so those were his and his buddies oh really um yeah I can see the two hobbies kind of coinciding. Yeah. I feel like this is like, <laughs> let's make something completely crazy. Why yeah. not? Yeah. They would use the van trucks to go to these battle bots things where they put the robots in the back of the truck. And then they just, cause those centurions, the rear seats folded down to a bed and they'd also be like crazy crash spaces. And like, literally they could park anywhere. No one fucked with them because yeah. the things look scary and shady and like this thing's yeah. bad. And we did the whole research. Like the whole point of a centurion is to haul a horse trailer. Mm -hmm. um, and then, have a place to crash in when you're going to i don't know whatever you do with horses but it definitely also looks a little bit <laughs> yeah a little bit sketchy like yeah, this could be a meth head this, yeah this could be a lot of other things i don't know <laughs> yeah uh hmm so yeah but then i'd have to get a hotel somewhere on the way back home maybe i'll stay at the exact same hotel i stayed in when the uh, Falcon overheated on its debut thing back because <laughs> I'm not doing the corridor through uh, Richmond, D.C., oh, Baltimore. Bad. No, I'm going to go around. Yeah. Go up 81. And so that would be cool. There's a couple nice like Maryland State highways you can take through there. They're really pretty. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. I did that. That. Years ago, I did that going down. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I think that's it. We're in the middle of the day. 
and, and we didn't like tell people we were, we were streaming. So I was going to say, nobody yeah, knew. There's no one, there's no one really asking questions. So we'll go back to, to the regular one. Uh, we've been doing this for an hour now. So, uh, hello, regular chat. Sorry. I didn't mean to ignore your guys. Uh, I need more water. I need to pee. You take a pee break. I'll go through my car list. How about that? I okay. Actually, I prepared this in advance. I wrote them down on my phone because I will I will oh, do them wrong. Okay. Let's see if I can get done peeing by the time you get done listing the cars you're going. It may be it may be close. All right. All right. And we're off. So my first car, I had a 1986 Mazda 626 manual. Um, the frame, the back end was rusting out around the rear suspension, and it was held up with a combination of like bondo um some weird structural wire and just a bunch of other miscellaneous parts so it didn't last long i'd had like one hundred eighty thousand miles on it i think but it was an awesome little car then i had a 94 honda civic stick shift again an ex that was a cool little car um and then i got into a different phase and i had a 98 gmc jimmy that i totaled that um flipped that into a ditch on black ice um then i had a 97 toyota camry that thing was awesome i i drove that i think like 60 70 000 miles and i was in college and it had like close to 200 000. i was like something's gonna go wrong i should just upgrade to something newer and uh i think the next two cars that i bought that camry was still on the road i, I don't know the last time i saw the owner back in my hometown it had like i don't know 250 275 something like that this little 2.2 liter four-cylinder engine then I had a Nissan Pathfinder, a 96 Nissan Pathfinder. That was a cool vehicle, too. That was on the road for a long time, too. But then when I got ready to go to college, I was like, you know what? I should be reasonable and not have a car payment. So I had that and the Camry and decided to keep the Camry. Um, then I bought a 2000 Volkswagen Jetta uh, and sold that Camry again because of the miles. And that Jetta was it. It had some issues. Um, anybody who knows those cars, it was cool. It was a stick shift, but it uh it had electrical gremlins, and uh, the reason I decided to trade it was one day I was driving down the interstate going about 80 miles an hour, and everything turned off. All the lights, the engine, everything. That was a stick shift, so I just popped it back into gear, and it started back up. But, I mean, it was a scary moment when you're going 80 miles an hour, and you have nothing at night. Um, then I had a 2003 Infiniti G35 with the BQ engine. That was a cool car, but it wasn't automatic in a sedan, so it wasn't, like, the coolest, but... For being in college, I was excited about it. Then a 2003 E46 BMW, a 325, also a stick shift. Then a 2008 Infiniti G37 Coupe, stick shift. Um, and then I, at the same time, I bought and had a 98 Forerunner as a winter vehicle because that was my move back to PA. Then that Forerunner got totaled, and I traded in the G37 on that Xterra. Um, then I had a, my a 94 Cadillac DeVille that was my grandparents' car, non North Star engine, uh, that 4.7. Uh -huh. Um, that was a good car, but uh, at the time I had three vehicles and I was like, okay, this is silly. Yeah. This is before I accepted that I was gonna always have multiple, so yeah. I got rid of that. Had that GMC Sierra, that 15. Then I bought my little sister's 2003 Acura TL. I had that for a couple years, but just wasn't driving it enough. Then I had the 2001. Land Cruiser, the 100 series, and then I bought another 4Runner 99 Limited, and then I now current I have my 2014 Corvette. I have a 2000 Tundra with 225,000 miles on it, with the 2UZ FE, 
and I have the vehicle everybody has seen here, the 2008 for, uh, Toyota Land Cruiser uh, that uh, was, what was that, two months ago, three months ago? Yeah. On the channel? Yeah. How's that? There's well, my boring not list. only did I get to go to the bathroom, I also got to eat left a few spoonfuls of leftover casserole and put my fleece on and my slippers on and sit down and listen to the last of this. That's a lot. <laughs> 19. 19 vehicles. Yeah. I I wonder if, yeah, I think you had more than Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh has had a lot too, but I think you beat him. Oh, I don't know. Vehicles I've had. Toyota Echo. Honda Fit. Subaru Forester. MR2 Mark 1B. Falcon. I've owned five vehicles in my life. Now, motors, five cars, mm -hmm. motorcycles. There's been quite a bit of those. Um, and I don't know if I can remember all of them. I don't think I kept track. I would just, I would buy them and flip them and buy them and flip them and ride them and buy them and flip them. And I don't know. I think, well, my motorcycle days of owning one are not gone, but, uh, and, and riding them are not gone. But right now I want to take a break from owning a bike. I think I've ridden every single road around here on a motorcycle. <laughs> and there's something weird about, I don't like being cold anymore. As you can guess, I'm wearing a hat. I'm wearing a long sleeve t-shirt, a zip up hoodie, and then a fleece on top of that indoors and the heater is set at 68 degrees. And I'm still kind of feeling chilly. When I sit at my computer, I'm even wearing half gloves just doing this. I like, I don't know what this was like over the past like year, like the idea of being cold in the slightest, it feels odd to me. Like, mm. I don't like it. Oh, says the guy who skis all the time, but, right. and I don't mind the cold, but I love being cold when I sleep. I hate being cold when I awake, but I don't care about, but well, my ski gear is amazing. And that's, it's all Marmot stuff. Mm. So, and you, and your feet are always warm because they're in shells, the shell of a ski boot, which are actually upstairs. Hmm. Eh, change the temperature of your house. <laughs> I'm cheap and I don't want to put the thermostat any higher because now I get at my old place, the heat was free and now it's not. So now I get to go buy the oil. Yeah. I think I'm, I, I, those, I still have the same amount of oil, but I'm down to half tank or rather now I'm down to half tank on the dual tanks. So I have 250 gallons of fuel oil left. I don't know. So, I've never had heating oil, so I don't really understand how the whole business works, but it's always fascinating to when people describe it. What's your house then? Uh, I have a heat pump, electric heat pump. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I mean, just an air source heat pump, not a, yeah. I'd love to have like the geothermal and I actually looked at it and then they're like, yeah, it'll probably run like 30 to 35,000. I was like, mm -hmm. air source, air source to be good. <laughs> yeah, we'll stick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the heater that just has the vents in the floor and the warm air comes out of them. Mm -hmm. I okay. mean, basically it's an air conditioner, an outside compressor unit, but yeah. it runs in reverse. Okay. So, you know, in the summer it is effectively sourcing, you know, cool air from warm air. And then the winter it is sourcing warm air from cool air. It's just blowing a fan over R134A and then warming it and then sending it back through coils. And on really cold days, like probably under, under like 20 degrees or so it has a separate like actual like heating fins basically that will mm -hmm. kick on inside the air handler because mm -hmm. i mean the heat pump just can't keep up really at those temperatures but okay. i mean it's you know i have i mean i my only bill is electric and i pay like 170 180 bucks a month for okay. two thousand square foot house okay Not bad. i see the difference 
my electricity is about $30 a month here. Yeah. And, but I haven't refilled those tanks yet. So that may be what thousand bucks, probably a thousand bucks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then my dad says my dad's house is two, two fifties. And he says he'll refill it maybe once from May to October. Like he'll refill it twice a year. Mm -hmm. Um, depending on the severity of winter, you will refill it once in winter. So we're going into January and I still have half tank left. This is such dad talk, isn't it? <laughs> well, I refill my oil tanks. Well, sometimes I do it here and I do it yesterday. And I, fill it. I go down, I check it all the time. We get, you know, we got steel and we got the, the, uh, Jack rich. <laughs> it's like two yeah. in this town. It's like Jack rich and like, like steel something steel oil supply but then i got a third one because um probably another reason my electricity is so low because i have a gas stove and i don't know how long those tanks are gonna last out there yeah i only use one burner but i use it every night mm -hmm. to like heat up my meat and then no i'm all yeah here in the everywhere. midwest we only have natural gas heat that sound sounds pretty freaking cool i, I heard natural gas is amazing yeah because it's dry heat coming out and it's cheap and it's cheap and, yeah. and it's all and it's just you just get a bill yeah yeah there's no like scheduling for the tanker truck to come up to your house oh even i mean i grew up in a tiny town of like six thousand people yeah. and everywhere in town there was there was natural gas and so when i moved here i'm like oh i'll, I'll just set up natural gas and they're like no, no no it's on three streets i'm like oh okay mm. i'll just i'll go with whatever else then yeah but like i don't know i don't know why it's it's but like what's who's the company it's not like there's earthquakes here. Run gas. No. Um, we'd have to dig everything up and put gas lines everywhere. I guess it's the mountains. Yeah. Maybe, it's just yeah. getting through. But like Redding has it. Redding has it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I always see the, what's it? UGI. That's the name down there. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I think the one guy at, at, at my gym, when I had a gym, <laughs> we'll have it in a week. Is it a week and a few days. Yeah. The, the PA lockdown ends on the fourth. Okay. And I can go back to the gym. Um, yeah, the one guy at the gym where I used to—I didn't see him since the pandemic started. I guess he has kids and stuff, and he was worried he didn't go back. Um, he works. I think UGI also owns a power plant mm -hmm. down there, and he's like the engineer. Really? Yeah, at there, and he's like a total nerd. Like, this is the greatest way of making. So shy of like like a modern nuclear plant, which yeah. I guess we're not building ever again. I don't no, know. Apparently no, apparently not. No. That's so crazy that all our nuclear plants are from like maybe the late 70s and that's it that's the tech well it is like a weird it, it's a strange way to boil water i mean it, it is, <laughs> it is. A, like i'm not saying like i'm not like die hard on one stance or the other with it but it is kind of like a man there's a lot of work here to boil water yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know uh everybody it's christmas time some people are gonna jerk off in their parents bathroom as is tradition gonna get through the day and excise your emotions oh yeah my gym had class f f is for fucking my own hand my brain doesn't know the difference Hourly B says, hey, fellas, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. I know there are kinds of questions. I know these questions are kind of annoying, 
But I always wondered, Boston, the official city of, I'm not Bill Burr. I don't know how to make Boston jokes. I was there like twice as a a tourist. And I did the candle bowling thing. And we went to the Sam Brewery. And we did, it was was fun. And there was this one dickhead in the tour who asked the hot blonde tour guide why they don't use American hops. It is. It's a cool city, but there is like, have you seen Bill Burr's doing those? Like, yeah, like he did a an SNL like mock commercial or something about that. No, I didn't. What did he do? I mean, basically, it's the so your cousin from Boston is the new Boston beer ad campaign for like Sam Adams products, mm-hmm. and um, he did like a kind of like a mockumentary kind of a thing like that, where basically though instead it's like he and his cousin just get into a fight in the middle <laughs> of a grocery store. It's pretty funny. <laughs> It's a nice like homage kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. We we're all afterwards we we're like, dude, why oh man, how amazing would it be if Bill Burr actually like came and did the commercial? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, how cool would that be? I, I, I like the uh one, the Dunkin' Donuts one. And the guy is like uh, I don't know if it was a guy in front of a green screen or not. Just like I'm the king of Dunkin' Donuts. Oh yeah. Something like that. It was the- pretty interesting. I I remember somewhere around uh the square in Boston, I did see a Dunkin' Donuts across the street from the Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah. I'm like, oh, it does exist. Okay. But like, whatever. It's just Dunkin' Donuts. It's the same everywhere. Yeah. Um, though I did, I think, what was the one bagel place where the bagels shoot down this this uh, ramp into a spinning blade? I know what and you're then, talking about. Yeah. I don't know the name of it either. I remember I went there and that was our breakfast, just like a lox bagel, or I think an everything bagel with like an inordinate amount of cream cheese. We, I was in Boston twice and both of them were for first night and I had tons of fun. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's an amazing city. Yeah. Yeah. You know, park your car and forget about it. Yeah. Don't drive anywhere. <laughs> Do no. not make the attempt. No. Boston, the official city of getting lost. Yeah. Yeah. The roads, the roads make sense from for like 1810. Well, you have like these weird, like it used to be two way traffic. Yeah. There's a divider in the middle, like a grassy spot. And they're like, you know, we're going to make this one way traffic. Yeah. So you just have to know that you have to be on the other side of this grass. You know, if you want to make a left turn. Otherwise, it's like, well, sorry, pal. You should have known that already. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Uh, people ask, are you going to do RCR Boston? The answer is never. You can't film in Boston. You can't do car stuff. You'd have to do it well outside the loop. Suburbs. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Uh, oddball number three says, yeah, it's all horse pass. It totally is. I mean, even in this town, there's some streets that clearly aren't meant for cars. Mm-hmm. See also this street. Mm-hmm. Technically it's two way traffic. It isn't when you park on it. It's not. Um, that's why I can't drive a, uh, galaxy can't park it. I can't make the turn into my garage from the alleyway. Really? Nope. Can't make that turn. I'd hit the, I'd hit the utility pole every time yeah. I'd hit the utility pole or, um, you know, probably you could. It would take a million turns yeah. to get in. So no. It's like the old Rolls Royces where it was just like, yeah, this is like your turning radius. Like, yep. Yeah. Yep. Matthew Riley says the bagel place is finagle a bagel. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Yes. I remember I was at finagle a bagel. We made like, that was like our thing. Like one morning waking up. It was so cool. We were at the Boston Park Plaza Hotel. And which I think was the same one they filmed in Boondock Saints. Mm. And it's also the same one of where they have the furry convention there. So, yeah. So I was out there way before they used that hotel. It was funny because the rooms have two bathrooms on either side of the beds. 
there was two bathrooms and um that was the greatest shit of my life <laughs> that i took there after a night of drinking and eating tater tots at this like buffet at this bar i might have stayed there too do they have a tiny tiny bathroom tiny tiny bathroom but there were two of them oh so this only had one but it was like well maybe like different rooms only yeah, had one I don't this know. was like a bathroom though like before they it's figured a red out what they're supposed building, to do yeah super sweet lobby yeah like old school there was like a long hallway you got there was a long hallway that goes in before you get to the doors. It was like heated red carpet. Yeah. It was an old, old hotel. There were like bums in, in that hallway to get to the front door. Mm -hmm. um, hmm. uh, and yeah. But then like one day it's like our breakfast is at Finagle a bagel. The place was jam packed. One of the things I remember about Boston is you could never dress correctly because you either have to dress for outside or inside. Mm -hmm. So you're going to freeze outside and then, uh boil your ass off inside with your winter coat on and there's no way to keep your coat on you have or like you have to do that thing with your winter coat that you just hold it over shoulder and now it's like you're carrying a blanket everywhere <laughs> or you wear a, a a lightweight coat and then freeze on the outside i should have freezed on the outside and just relied on beer to keep me warm outside right and then just be comfortable when we go inside of the bar because we as tourists we had to go to cheers and do that whole thing and i'm there with my freaking ski jacket on it's roasting good. my ass off drinking my one beer of boston lager Cause that's like all we were drinking the whole time. Cause it's like cheap, like yingling. Yeah, that's their everywhere. yingling. Yeah. 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 It's everywhere up there. Yeah. And I remember saying all I want, can, can I have a Sam? And then I just got Boston lager. I think maybe I had something else at one point. But do you remember it was, it was a couple of years ago now where they got hammered by like 15 snowstorms in a row. It was like the most ridiculous. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I think it was the year that we got the, it was like 17 or 18. Maybe we got this, one giant storm yes but they just kept getting it like they got that storm and then it was like okay we cleaned up from that and it was a week later it was like oh yeah there's another one and there's another one and i remember being like man i can't imagine like i can't imagine that here where i have like a garage and a snowblower and yeah and i can't imagine being like living in a city and like putting up with that over and over and over again i remember that because that was the year that this town had to get out like farm like backhoes and stuff to just clear out the snow yeah i think that I, st I still had the honda fit then and i remember like a few days like we just didn't go anywhere no no i went out i dug out my fit because i had to drive in the snow and pull e-brake turns everywhere right the thing about the honda fit if you have a manual and you want to pull e-brake turns when you pull the e-brake you uh i can't man no i can't i'm doing one more all right have, have fun um the uh when you pull the e-brake in a honda fit it yells at you it does like an emergency beep 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 hmm. beep, beep 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 like you're not supposed to be pulling this while you're moving really yeah so i'd be i when i do my e-brake turns in the snow in the honda fit i'd have this old beeper it, it was i think it was the same beep no it was a different beep than the door beep i think it was the same beep that would beep at you if you're like your oil got too hot or something like that hmm. like an oil temp. it was an odd it was like a submarine like warning system or like that type of an aggressive beep 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 mm -hmm. beep that would go people with honda fits you should say if you actually do that if if your honda fits beep at you when you pull the emergency brake while you're moving i will admit those make me i always wear my seatbelt, but there are times where i'm guilty if i'm like driving within my neighborhood right or like driving like in at work like from one parking lot to another or something mm -hmm. 
and that land cruiser it's the most obnoxious like it just doesn't give up mm. and so i'm like okay fine you win i'm driving 100 yards i'm putting it on like you, you start yelling at the car <laughs> the honda fit would do that it would beep at you if you didn't put your seatbelt on my old toyota echo wouldn't it would just flash a light on the dash forever and it would also flash a independent light in the center console for the passenger if they didn't put theirs on yeah i don't know what my toy i don't know what the subaru does i don't think the subaru does anything i think maybe it would be like a solid red light but it doesn't do anything that's what i love about the tundra that 2000 tundra it has yeah. none of that yeah like it doesn't have traction control i don't believe at all it doesn't have any like it's just like here's your truck hmm. yeah it's and truck know that you'll be you'll be moving it around a lot getting in and out of it I still feel weird though, because I always grew up with seatbelts. So I always feel a little bit naked when I'm not wearing it. And mm. the only excited, it took me a while in the Falcon to get used to not wearing a seatbelt, but it always freaked me out being a passenger in my own car and not having a seatbelt to use. That was really strange and staring at that metal dash in front of me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Once you get the new vaccine, you'll be able to change the street light to green, thinking about it when you drive through. <laughs> <laughs> be like the plague like if you have the vaccine you put a different light on your house is this is a reference to like the chip is that the i don't know my favorite part about the whole the chip the the bill gates the conspiracy theory is yeah like, you're already carrying that device yeah it's called your cell phone yeah if people if anybody in a powerful position is interested in tracing your every movement they already got it they already have it yeah what i don't understand uh, one guy says forerunner would show a light for the seat belts, but if you leave the lights on and leave the card lights on and leave the card, it beeps loud. I don't know what that means. Oh, leave the car. Oh, leave the it car. Does, which is funny too, because they turn the lights off. Most of just turn the lights off automatically, but they still beep at you emphatically. Like you left the lights on, mm. like, you're going to turn them off. Hmm. What do you care? My the the light switch on on Subarus are not a hot switch. Same with Toyotas. Yeah, you turn the car off, they turn off. Old Toyotas, it used to be that way. Newer, like that one, it just turns them off after like thirty seconds or whatever mm -hmm. after you leave. Mm -hmm. But it still beeps at you, huh. which I don't weird. Uh, I'm losing the funny. I'm uh, not this I, <laughs> this beer made me tired but there still is some in here I said I didn't put any more but I would just put more in there you know what I need I need more water do you need more water here I'm more good vaccine cotton says Merry Christmas uh to you uh normally this is what we do when I gotta pee which I do a lot or Nick does a lot you can just talk to the regular chat going by if you want the driver's seat you can have yeah. the driver's seat I'm just gonna go fill up from the fridge Fair enough. Beer also makes me tired now. I feel like it depends on it depends on what you were drinking for me. Um, I don't yeah, I, I don't know that it makes me necessarily sleepy, but I still have that like one beer. I'm kind of like, oh, and then I could fall asleep. But I don't I don't get it as often anymore. Maybe it's 
because I'm used to drinking like one or two beers a night when I get home from work. That's kind of my relaxing thing. <laughs> there's there's no way Mr. Regular doesn't have a piss jug. I don't have a what? A piss jug, they said. <laughs> Do people know the story of AIDS too? <laughs> This is a I've thing. heard you tell it. I've heard know. you tell the story of AIDS too. <laughs> when did I tell you the story of AIDS too? I think it was when we did the review. Really? Because we were talking something about college. Yeah. When it was just you and I in the car, we were talking something about college, and then you, yeah, you told me that about the story of AIDS. I'm sure I told it on the podcast before, but AIDS too is <laughs> it's myself and my one roommate. And I think the guy who lived next door, I don't want to say their names. I don't want to blow up their spot. But um, we had a milk jug that we all pissed in for like a week <laughs> combined. And we kept it in this like unused utility closet in a unused room of Lehigh Hall at Kutztown University. Like back in like, I guess like the 60s or 70s, there was like... A, a, a room attached to the common bathroom that had like ironing boards in it. Like, I guess you need to iron your for clothes your for like, you, I, who knows? <laughs> it was there. No one used it for anything. There was like a sink in there, but no toilet and like a bunch of closets that, you know, you'd pull the closet and the ironing board would fall out. Mm -hmm. And then there were some closets that had nothing in it like old wooden things. So we put this jar of piss in there and we got a magic marker and write and wrote AIDS two. And the two was a numeral Roman numeral two. So what we, our plan was we had this feud going with this, with uh, the second floor, we were on the third floor and our plan was to un take the screws off of their water fountain and play and take the, <laughs> old piss stinks it stinks worse than rotten eggs the plan was to take the lid off of this milk jug filled with three different people's piss and put it inside the oh. it was the type of water fountain that isn't attached to the wall it's like a can it's like a square podium that just goes all the way to the floor but most of it is empty space in there so you could put this jar of piss in there and just open it up and of course there's vents in the side of the <laughs> water fountain so the compressor can breathe but we never really got that got to that point like we'd have to have like two lookouts and a guy with a with a little screwdriver take all right. the screws out put it in put it back off take the lid off and no one could see us doing that. So instead, we just poured it down the drain, poured it into the water fountain down the drain. So for a few people, when they got drinks from the water fountain, we'd get a, getting two nostrils filled with the old worst. piss. And, and we thought that we have to be creating a disease in here. So this milk jug was just called AIDS 2. And that was in the year 2000. I wonder if anybody else from that era still remembers that story well. I'm sure my janitor does. His name's Art, and he goes to my gym, and I see him from time to time. And he said, you guys were animals. <laughs> there was a time that one my roommate set the bathroom on fire by spraying Aquanet everywhere and putting a lighter to it. Really? You know, you know, it burns really fast, and it burns yeah. with a blue flame, but we set, the, we set the fire alarm off doing that. <laughs> we used to ride our bicycles in the halls. Cause we had this, we had this RA that just didn't give a shit and he was in on half of the jokes. <laughs> he went to, he went to, uh, he later transferred. It was weird. He transferred from Kutztown to Penn state Schuylkill. Lord knows why. Hmm. Yeah. It's kind of an odd move. Yeah. 
the weird thing about Penn State Schuylkill is that you roll out of your bed, walk two feet, and you're in your classroom. And this is such a small campus. Well, there's only a very limited amount of like on on campus housing too, isn't there? Yeah, there is. Yeah. I mean, the whole idea is that you go uh, for people not in Pennsylvania, Penn State is like this institution. You got Penn State, Maine, you have all these satellite campuses. And the whole idea is that you do your gen eds at the satellite campuses and then you go to Maine um, for, for like you go like satellite campus for maybe a year or two years and then Maine for the rest of your undergrad. Uh, that's what Nick did. He went to Penn State Berks because it's right there. Mm -hmm. And then he went up to State College. Um, and for people not in Pennsylvania, know that the town where Penn State, the town itself is called State College. So, yeah, that is very uncreative. I feel like when I first heard that, I was like, really? Yeah. But everybody calls it Happy Valley. Really? I know it of Happy Valley, but really, casually, they call it Happy Valley? Maybe not. I don't know. It's I'm, a, it's I'm a beautiful a, drive. Yeah. Yeah. Super sweet. <laughs> I actually, my sister went to Juniata College yeah. in Huntingdon. Mm hmm. And uh, I don't know why I was thinking about this, but going out that way, because there's no direct path. There's no, all there these, like, yeah, there's all these like back roads and like some are four lane, but it's still like mo relatively rural. So I, where I live, I have like my, my property is like an acre property. I have 70 trees, right? Uh-huh. Just, I mean, you've seen it. It's just woods, basically. Yeah. So I have tons of chipmunks and the chipmunks for a while were getting so active on my property. That, like chipmunks are actually like invasive. Like squirrels are relatively, they'll eat bird seed and they, they're fine. But chipmunks will actually like, trying to dig under your foundation they'll yeah, try to my, get inside your house they'll they're, oh, yeah. they're bad my dad hates them because they try to dig underneath the liner of the pool yeah yeah they're everywhere so yeah. so anyway so i used to catch them with those have a heart traps because i don't want to kill anything yeah. so i put you know a little bird seed in this have a heart trap it triggers it i just drive it somewhere out in the country and let it go mm -hmm. right yeah so on the day of my sister's graduation i woke up and so the, the these chipmunks because they're afraid of being in there and they're these little tiny creatures they don't live long in the trap so you mm -hmm. can't like leave them all day and then let them out that night so really I they'll die one, in a day they'll die in like hours i think because of fright or maybe they're playing possum but like they will literally like you could catch one if, if i didn't check them every morning yeah i could catch one and not have any like by the time i got home from work they were dead whoa so Anyway, on this day of my sister's college graduation, I caught one of them in a trap, but yeah. I was like running behind getting to her graduation. So yeah. I threw it in the back of this this truck that I had at the time. Yeah. And I'm thinking about it. I'm like going on the way. I'm like, okay, well, I'll stop. And I didn't stop anywhere. I didn't need gas or anything. So I just got to Huntingdon. Yeah. So in some random rural area near this house that she rented in college, mm -hmm. I just released this chipmunk. So you can just imagine <laughs> this poor chipmunk is like, what has happened to me? Yeah. It's been four hours. We went through all of these winding roads. I have no idea where I am. Yeah. It's probably the only one I can guarantee would not make it back to my house, though. Yeah, nice. Uh, Silverwind 990 says, Hey, I love the stream. Currently taking a brown break from working at my from working on my first car with friends. It's a 2004 Acura RSX. It's a pretty nice. fun time. That's a solid car. Yeah. I, I, the, the RSX for me, or mid 2000s kind of came and went because at that time I graduated college and I was always concerned about is making them, making money and moving out of my parents' mm -hmm. house. So the car scene just kind of came and went for me. And it's interesting to me that some cars from the early 2000s, the new generations are really Jones and over. See also the Subaru Forester XT. Right. Yeah. And there was the RSX and there was another, there was like a higher performance version of the RSX. And there was also the, um, 
Well, we already reviewed it. It was the Toyota Matrix XRS mm -hmm. with the two ZZ engine. That's a cool car. It's a cool car, 190 horsepower. You need 93 octane. And see, 93 octane for only for less than 200 horsepower is weird to me. It's It was a fun car to drive. You redline it all the time. It makes a great noise. Um, so it's more of the sensation, I suppose, of driving it than it is the actual speed. But at the same time, I think that's the same feeling you get that people are going nuts for with the old Toyotas, the B-Series engine. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's like that the 94 Civic that I had. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about it recently. I sold it to one of my high school teachers, and I need to like get in touch with him and be like, you still have, have that, that car? Because mm -hmm. like that car was, you know, it was a 1.6 liter VTEC engine. Yeah. I think it made 125 horsepower. Yeah. But it was how it drove and how fun it was. And yeah. That little, you know, it was just like this. It was so happy. And it was yeah. like, whatever, I'll do whatever you need. Like, yeah. I let's, just go, let's go. Let's go. Feeling. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Like that was what was cool about those old People cars. in the chat are saying the RSX Type S. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I, I'll be honest, I don't know the difference between the regular RSX and the RSX Type S. I don't remember either. But I remembered I wanted yeah. one back in the and day. People are saying oil pump. Yes, the oil pump of the 2ZZ has trouble keeping up. If you, the oil pump, so as I as I know it from the 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 2ZZ Toyota engine, that the oil pump is fine as long as you don't push it. Mm -hmm. If you're if you're if you're Dominic Toretto shifting, then you may overstress that oil pump and it won't be able uh, to keep up the flow, and then you're gonna have, and you're gonna have heat problems and you're gonna wear something out, but uh a red line once or twice isn't gonna stress the pump but i just love those cars that you can like the next time you drive the corvette like mm -hmm. we just gotta go somewhere where you can really like wind it out because yeah. that's where it's in its prime is yeah. like it just wants to get like, <laughs> like it's just like let's keep going that's so funny you have a c7 corvette and you treat it like a cavalier well, just drive it. It's yeah, a car. yeah, yeah. Like it's you saw. It. I mean, it's dirty all yeah, the time. Yep. It it just like because it's I didn't buy it to keep it in a museum and wipe it with a diaper. I'm just right. Like, yeah. 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 Why not? Uh, people are saying the the RSX Type S had a six speed instead of a five speed. That makes sense. And I thought it did have more power, but I don't remember. It wasn't much. No, I mean, I mean, with a small engine and no turbo all you have is compression and even that you're kind of limited to what you can get away with um without getting close to like needing race gas to just run right mm -hmm. it's it's so weird like a two liter engine with no turbo let's say a two liter engine no turbo all compression can you get 200 horsepower out of that? I don't like crazy spark advance. S2000. S2000. Yeah. S2000 can do it. Mm. That was 250, right? 240, I think. 240. Yeah. But that was like the first, like they broke the 100 horsepower per liter thing. And everybody's yeah. like, holy shit. Like, yeah. But who was going to do it behind it? And then, yeah. Era, like, before it was also them with the Integra Type R. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so. they just kept going. Well, Honda was doing all sorts of crazy. Like that was the same years, early two thousands, is when Honda developed everybody else, and they too did everything with hybrids. And then Honda was like, "We made a fuel cell car." Like yeah. they didn't tell anybody they were doing it. They were like, yeah. "We made a fuel cell Civic, and if you give us pumps that can pump hydrogen, we can make a mass producible fuel cell Honda Civic." Mm -hmm. And it was like the I just thought it was cool in that mm -hmm. era where like everybody else was like, 
we're going electrification and we're doing all of this. Yeah. And Honda was like, we did this. Yeah. Is yeah. That okay? <laughs> like, this is what we did. Yeah. Yeah. They're kind of on their own. My guess is why hydrogen didn't take off is because it asked a little bit extra from the user to know how to pump these things differently. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when it, when it comes down, down to family tech support, don't underestimate the stupidity of the average user. You but know. even that, I, I worked for Wegmans Food Markets. Their forklifts are using hydrogen. Are they? And those are easy. Those yeah. are It's as easy as getting gas. You really? pull up to it, you stick the nozzle on, you lock it in place, you tell it turn on, it goes, okay, and then it communicates. Then so it goes, okay, here's how much fuel is in the cell. Here's how much fuel is in the cell. Okay, here you go. Here's your fuel. You're done. Nice. I mean, they've, they've come a long way with perfecting. I think... I mean, the bigger issue too is it's odorless, colorless, um, and and highly flammable. So, yes. like, you know, relative to gas, it's much easier to light yourself on fire without knowing you're doing it. <laughs> but, mm. can you imagine driving off with a hydrogen pump and the hose attached? <laughs> they have shutoffs, just, just like a gas pump. Yeah, just I'm sure off. someone will find a way to do that. <laughs> <laughs> driving around with it polar vortex says all of our buses have converted to hydrogen here i mean it's producing and which water. norwegian country do you live i've heard of it here well cng is here i mean but it, i mean hydrogen is even more brilliant right because it's literally the byproduct is water yeah you you don't you know there's no yeah. literally that they're 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 um forklifts drive around and go and they just they just literally it just nice. steams out a little bit of water all the time. Sweet. That's the only byproduct. I guess the cost is in the compression and they and have a huge does, is air products, are they publicly traded? I think so. They're big. Let me look them up. Air products, by the way, is a company, is a Pennsylvania company. Uh that all they do is like compress stuff and put it into cylinders. Mm -hmm. So if like oxyacetylene weld stuff probably is coming from air products it's one of those companies that's really quiet doesn't make a big splash and is just making bank every yeah. single year well and they have a captured market too like i remember hearing stories from people who like needed air products deliveries like refueling and air products will like show up and if they can't get to their tank they're like all right we'll see you and oh. they just they leave they're yeah. just like no we who are you, who are you gonna buy this from gonna get back uh. to me like I mean, it's a pretty brilliant model. Air products, world's largest carbon-free hydrogen product. Really? Proud to help some. It's just what came up on Google. Hmm. Air products. Stock. Oh, currently, yep, they're on New York Stock Exchange. $268 a share. Hmm. Hmm. Are they headquartered in Allentown? They are. I knew a few. I knew like two professors who taught me. When I was going to Kutztown who worked for who were like part-time for air products. I think my one tech technical writing uh professor, she worked for air products. Hmm. 200, oh, they're growing up. Uh what is their what is their stock code? Close December. I'll just go right to TD Ameritrade. 
This is a dad podcast talking about investments and how not to be poor when you're old. I get shit for giving for telling dad jokes all the time. So oh, I feel yeah? like this is fitting, especially for the fact that I don't have children. What but... was your what was your latest dad joke at work? I don't even know. I don't know that I can think of them off the top of my head, but no, I mean I'm just like my dad is has a corny sense of humor. I yeah. have a corny sense of humor, and yeah. it's just like that's what I do. Derek says Hindenburg two electric boogaloo fuel cells on fuel cells on buses. Oh, they're saying Canton, Ohio. Oh, cool. No shit. Hmm. All right, here we go. Air UCT Air Products APD. Okay, I'll add to my watch. Wow. Holy shit. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at the past five years. Damn. Damn. See, All this I'm shit. Saying. Like back in 2017, they were trading at $140 a share. They peaked at over $300 a share. Do they pay a dividend? Big question. Yeah. Indeed, they do. Really? Dividend per share, a buck 34. Dividend frequency, and they do it every quarterly. I am adding you to my watch list. Yeah. Hell yeah. I wonder why they would have jumped that much. Good management, I guess. Your products and chemicals. So that's our stock tip for today. <laughs> you need to do the you need to do the Jim Kramer. If you're gonna start doing stock <laughs> tips, that's what you gotta do. Did you ever see Jim Kramer? I I love John Stewart. And like especially when he's taking people to task, like the old John Stewart when he was on Crossfire, and he did one with Jim Cramer, where he just basically like just slowly, carefully, scientifically ripped Jim Cramer a new asshole For over what? like a 30 minute show of like, cause Jim Cramer, you know how he is. Like he, he'll bye, bye, bye. Like, sell, sell, sell. everybody has to get in on this. And then like the two weeks later, it just crashes. And he's yeah. like, I told you that was a loser. Like he just, he just changes his story. Oh, okay. So like, you know, and, and John Stewart's point wasn't so much any specific example, but was like, why are you pumping and dumping? Like, why are you hyping and and trying to convince people who don't have the kind of resources you do to like buy and sell, buy and sell, mm -hmm. rather than like give buy them safe hold. options? Yeah. yeah, safe options aren't fun. No, toilet paper isn't fun. Well, it was for a while. You know, when we went back into lockdown this time, I went out and bought a case. It's still in the closet. I haven't even busted into it yet. I bought a few for that same reason of like, this is a kind I would use. It's here and for sale right now. Yeah. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Uh, people are talking about right-hand drive Jeep Wranglers. You can just order them, I guess. Yeah, the mail carrier special, right? Nice. We still haven't. That's one of my goals. In addition to a first-gen Neon, I want, I'd love to get my hands on a Grumman LLV. You see them. Everybody sees them all the time. What do they like to drive? They're probably what all is, shit. What happens to them? Well, the last one was made in like 87. Okay. So all of them are that old. They run, really? a, they run an Iron Duke 4, uh, which is like a 80 horsepower four banger. Low compression. Really low compression. Like, I don't know. It's something crazy like eight to one compression. It's <laughs> really? that low. The reason they can move is that they're just geared like crazy. They're geared yeah. low like crazy. They're only made to go like 45 miles an hour. Well, you hear them and that's how they eat that grunt. When they <laughs> <come> <laughs> <up>. <laughs> yeah, when they take off. 
Um, but I'm just like, I mean, where they have some of them have to get decommissioned. They can't yeah. just be running them into the ground. But I've never seen a like stripped of its logo. No nope. former USPS truck. No, I, I think it's kind of like UPS trucks. UPS trucks are made for them and then you can't buy them. Mm-hmm. They're taken and they're scrapped. They're just shredded. Oh, really? FedEx uses independent carriers. So you'll see a FedEx truck, and but under their DOT numbers is the individual, like mm-hmm. something, something like local logistics is the people they're subcontracted to. Mm-hmm. In the same way that if you get a small, you know, commuter flight, it may say Delta, it may say American or United, but then it's below that it says United or something provided by... Mm-hmm blank air mm-hmm. like joe bob air is there and like everybody has the correct badges and stuff but the, it's you know subcontracted out hmm. like all those tiny like uh airplanes that have the engines in the back and stuff those little like needles that go through the thing i think fun fact is like tony airlines he hasn't been on the podcast in a while he set like a personal speed record for himself and his uh bombardier crj 900 really? with a point point eight two mock uh coming back like his crew said oh, we we want to get back early can you speed this up a bit he's like hell yeah we got extra fuel freaking firewalled it which means just full throttle really you just jam this thing everybody just wanted to go home so it's like we got to go get back to jfk <laughs> you managed to get there like 15 minutes ahead of schedule it's like plane? i burnt uh bombardier crj 900 it's hmm. the biggest of the tiny planes. I mean, it seats like a hundred people. Okay. So uh, it's two rows going back, or it's like you know aisle in the middle and then two seats. On yeah, the, yeah. Or is it two, or is it three seats on either side? It's it's a long. It's when you see them, they look really long, hmm. um, and they're really long and really low, um, but they're really really streamlined and honestly they move pretty good. Um, so. Uh, he says they're odd to land because it's like you way up here and your engines are like <laughs> two two first downs behind you. I don't know. I'm exaggerating. Hmm. Um, um, I, I can look one up for you. Anyway, his his crew said he want they wanted to get back and he had extra fuel. And he's like, screw it, company's paying for this time. But he says the funny thing was is like for as much as I firewalled it, getting there like. 15 minutes ahead of schedule we burn twice the amount of fuel doing that is just good you know you're fighting at this point you're fight you're getting close to the mock threshold of the speed of sound which is like uh i was talking to greg about this last night because he's now he now flies the airbus airbus i think three a321 or something like that okay and he says yeah i've gotten close to that and um like not with passengers or maybe in the simulator it was like plane is really not it's not meant to go faster than the speed of sound so everything just starts buffeting he says up in the airplane you're limited by its wing angle at the power of its engines mm-hmm. and like the ability if you like get too high in the atmosphere then you run out of air density and you can't stay afloat anymore mm-hmm. and it just starts to sink back down to an area where the 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 air is dense enough that the plane can still fly wow um yeah be scary though fun but scary Let's see. CRJ 900. I really wish you hadn't shown me that Land Cruiser 78 because now I'm going to be back there today. Oh, I'm hell yeah. Have to... Hey, if you get it. See, that's that's lo- the long boy. You, yeah, you, you've you seen them everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But thinking about how like, yeah, relative to like a 737 or something. Yeah. It's not a wide body. It's a tiny body. So you've got just these 
thin wings, thin, thin frame T-tail and two engines in the back. And it's just made for jumping in between cities. Um, he says, if, if you're on a commuter flight, you want the 900, you don't want the 700. The 700 has only one bathroom and it's in the back. If you get a 900, there's a bathroom in the back and the bathroom in the front. Mm -hmm. So, so when the P parade starts, <laughs> this plane, the 900, there's not going to be a weight in the bathroom because right. people can go to both ends. But if you're in a 700, the 700 sucks. They also have a 600, which is even shorter, but that has less people. So one bathroom is fine. Mm. Like, I think there was a whole article in like one of the Jalopnik subsets of how the CRJ 700 is the worst plane design because it's like 80 people with one bathroom Ooh. versus a hundred people with two bathrooms. Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. Well, it's just the like, last time you went to the bathroom on a plane, dude, I pee every time. Do you? I paid for this seat. <laughs> my piss is going in the, I, I piss and it. I shit. I hate I'm it. It's guy. so small. Like I just like everything about it. I'm just like, if I can go before, dude, I got my Bluetooth after. headphones on. I'm listening to my music that's back in my seat. I'm jamming here. Totally. I mean, of course, you know, you know, if I'm flying like from coast to coast, I get my free gin and tonics. Mm -hmm. I'm drinking. I'm having a good time. All right, yeah, I'm eating yeah. the charcuterie platter. Yeah, four I mean, to five hours, you, you're gonna have to. Yeah, but like for me, like a lot of them. I mean, even going to Portland, there's a lot of times no direct flight. So it's like a two hour and a two hour. I'm Portland, like, Oregon. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The American doesn't have a direct to no, Portland. No, it's you got to go through either O'Hare or you got to go through Dallas and you probably should go through Dallas. I went through Dallas the last time and O'Hare on the way back. Um, but there was one before that. I don't think it was American. I went through Atlanta, which was a really odd flight. Right. Because you're going like farther and then you're coming back. Supposedly, this is going to be the new interior for. Well, that's first class, so probably four across normal. Yeah, yeah, it's well, it's it'll, it'll be two across normal, I think. At hmm. least, well, Tony was telling me with his company that it's two across. Bombardier <laughs> CRJ. Oh, that's yeah, charter jets. I don't know. That's like business. The whole thing. Um, the whole thing with the uh, Bombardier series is like the best seat on these planes. It's not first class. It's the first row of economy because the leg room is like almost for me to then that table because mm. that's where the separation is between the two types of seats. Yeah. And it is boss up there. I think they make you pay like an extra 40 bucks for that seat. Totally worth it. At least for American, it's considered like premium economy. So you get still get like one drink. Yeah. And for most of the flights, like two hours. So like whatever. Right. No, I had that actually not the last time I went to Portland, but the time before that I had that very thing on a 737. Yeah. And that, yeah, that seat was a little bit of extra leg room, but it yeah. was one of those because I refuse to pay the upgrade. I'm just like, whatever the cheapest is, I'm going to hate flying in the first place. Oh. I just, I don't like it. I don't like, I get motion sick coming back down. Oh. I don't. So I'm just like, whatever, whatever the cheapest option is, this is what I'm going with. Uh -huh. And it, it ended up like that was what was left was like, that like right right before the separation of first class so I you should like treat yourself seat. honestly treat yourself to emergency row or if that makes your anxiety first row of economy if it's available pay the extra money yeah you'll enjoy yourself like way more and yeah i've thought about first class even but that's what i mean is like either way i'm going to get this motion sickness coming oh. back down Right. So like I can pay $400 to fly, but I'm still going to be like, eh. mm, no, that sucks, man. It's not extreme, but it's there. Mm. You know, that's why I love driving. Like if I, 
if I can do it in a day trip, I'm driving there. Yeah. Well, we've been going for two hours now. I think it's time to wrap this up. One last check on Super Chats. Refresh this page. Uh, Finagle a bagel and Silverwind 990 says, oh, that's the guy with the RSX. Yep, that's it. Mm. So thank you, everybody who donated to Super Chats. Uh, your money will, it just goes toward our travel budget. So we aren't traveling anywhere. So we're just banking it, man. Um, I have my upcoming trip whenever my car uh, is uh, ready to be collected and uh, repaired. That's me going down to Atlanta, Georgia and then driving back home. Nick doesn't have any travel plans. Thank you to everybody who donates to our Patreon every month. That money also fuels our travel budget, which we will definitely dip into once it's safe to do so. Thank you to everybody who watched this podcast with me and Ben. And uh, one last super chat, Jacob uh, McCulley? McCulley? What does it look like to you? McGillicully. McGillicully. Uh, doesn't have a question, just has uh, a fist bump animated GIF. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, thank you. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow's Christmas Day. You will get a Christmas special, as is tradition every year with RCR, a very unusual vehicle, um, which will uh, air at 7 a.m. tomorrow. Thank you for Ben. Thank you for the fancy beers. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it. Uh, ben will definitely be gone again and again. So, because you're right down the road, <laughs> um, we got to do your truck. Then uh, the we haven't really. I don't think we tackled Tundra ever. We not tackled the first gen, not the first gen. I don't know Tundra. if you've done the second though, but I've, I've checked for the first. I don't. Remember I think I was driving my old landlord's Tundra for a while, but that was like a point of view, and I think I was just talking about something else. That was when I was getting the engine for the Falcon a million years ago. Yeah. See, also four years ago. Um, uh, S S R Redwolf said, "What no trains, Ben? I don't understand that. Trains? Oh, you were talking last week about how you don't ever review a train. Oh yeah. So maybe he was asking because I've had nineteen cars that never had a train. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There, there's one guy who says you should do a train who keeps keeps asking me to do a train and I'm it like the be, lo the logistics people, are it, yeah. Train people are so excited about yes. trains." But trains are a logistical nightmare to film because there's the rules are more restrictive in a train yard or next to a rail yard than they are for airplanes. But train people, it's like religious fanatics. Like when you start talking to a train person about a train, yeah. just block out the next hour because they're just like, <laughs> let me tell you everything about trains. I don't know why. I don't know why. Because trains, you don't steer. No, it's just on a track. It's a spreadsheet. You got to plan. I guess it's like super like you like planning your stops and like yeah, there's this say. big complicated uh, uh, orgy of logistics yeah. and planning and communications. And I don't get it. And they make I mean, I've heard they make decent money like conductors or or the equivalent. I don't know if that's the I don't know, like engineers. and Yeah, I have a friend who lives out near Hershey. I think he lives in Elizabethtown who was a train engineer and his 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 union is like uh, the Irishman. Yeah, he's like, you know, I. Um, he says, I know what it's about, but I am. I am safe here in this. And he's, he's not a train, not, I mean, he knows the mm -hmm. language. He's more of a Subaru guy. Like that's his thing. It's mm -hmm. like, 
Well, he bought, he like leased a Subaru or something like that and already, you know, did the Cobb thing to it. Um, right, that's as a weird thing to lease. No judgment, but it is. Yeah. I, I mean, he wanted a new, uh, they drive good. Yeah. They're. I guess it's not an unreasonable thing to lease. If you're looking at like an STI WRX where you're like, I don't it know. It wasn't an STI, it was a WRX. I mean, okay. I mean, I can see it. I can see it. I, unless he's going to like met, text me now and says, no, I did get an STI. <laughs> the whole thing with Subarus to me is that the threshold to make money, like make money, make power. Initially, it's cheap. Mm -hmm. Here's your Cobb stage one. And you realize, hey, this woke the car up. It's mm -hmm. kind of lively now. But then it just ramps up like crazy. Right. It's not like LS thing where it's just cheap from beginning to end. And it, tuning an LS and making power out of an LS is only expensive if you want it to look nice, mm -hmm. like visually mm -hmm. look nice. They look like dog shit and you make 900 horsepower. Yeah. And you can buy the cheap alternative and it's fine. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but anyway, yeah, like he he works on trains and like the union is strong and and um, he he's just set for life. He he will only change careers if it becomes so emotionally intolerable with his coworkers that he has to leave right. and do something else. But again, yeah, the people who you can't really own a train unless mm -hmm. you also own a skyscraper and then you can have a train yeah. yard yeah. and then choo choo your way around. I but you can buy tracks. Really? You can buy like sections of train. Like uh, what is the one down uh, just at the bottom of Molino Hill? What is it called? It's not really. There's some rail company. Like there's a little like corporate security headquarters right there on the corner. Where? On 61. Right at 895. Um, oh, that building. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. It's like Port Clinton is in the name or something is in the name. Is, but... that, is that Mueller's office? The Reading and Northern Railroad? Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's Reading and Northern. I thought their office was down there in Port Clinton. But I know the building you're talking mm -hmm. about. Yeah. But like that, like they they're buying up tracks. They're just like. Oh, you don't want this train track anymore? We'll buy it. And then if you own a train and you're like, hey, I want to take my train through here and I own the track, I can be like, all right, fine. Give me X amount of money for like, that's the way I understand that whole business is like basically mm. you can buy sections of railroad. People in the chat are saying you can buy a private car. Okay. So I can go 48 miles an hour <laughs> and go kunk 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 I want the trains from like 75, 100 years ago, right? With like a luxurious dining car and like a full staff and like. And we can talk about the Aboriginal people and their <laughs> okay. benefit to right. integrating them into right. society. There's downsides. While eating raw, while eating mushrooms, by yeah. eating sauteed mushrooms. No, but that's what I mean, that luxurious. And drinking like... port. Yeah, right? out of tiny glasses with tall stems. Yeah, like they're serving you a four and repressing meal. our sexuality okay, yeah. to disastrous levels. Yeah, all right. There's some downsides. <laughs> there's some definite. Yeah, there's some definite. trackage rights. People are talking about trackage rights. I guess that's the, name, that the name for paying me money. I, again, to I, I, I'm saying all of this and have no idea what I'm talking about. Me so either. yeah. Well, thank you, everybody who listening and thanking on listening to us rip on trains. Yeah, quite <laughs> profitable. I respect trains for freight and bulk goods. Thank you, trains. Um, Snowpiercer sucked. That's a horrible movie. <laughs> I'm glad Chris Evans got paid. And so and 
as well as Gene from the space Tom Hanks movie, that guy who's in that, that actor who's in everything. Yeah. Always little bit parts. Yeah. Bit parts, but you know, he, he, family guy made a joke. Like he's the actor who is really silent after the climax is over. What's his name? I have to know now. He's been in a million movies. And I don't think he's ever, I don't know if he's ever won an award. People in the chat will get through this before I do. Apollo 13 cast. Ed Harris. Yeah. Ed Harris. Good actor too. He's a good, yeah. Now I need to know everything about Ed Harris. Has he ever, what? Has he ever, did he ever get the nod? Has he gotten a nod from the Academy at least? Ed Harris, actor. When was he? 1948? 1950. You were close. Man. Mm. <laughs> Hell of a jaw for a guy who's in his 70s. Right? Look at that. Took care of himself. Yeah, he did. Um, awards and nominations. Uh, New York Film Circle. American Academy of Retailers. Toronto Film Critics. Satellite Award. He got BAFTA a bunch of times. Dallas, Fort Worth, London. Screen Actors Guild. That's not... No. Screen Actors Guild, that is not Oscars. Mm -mm, but uh, that's it's a motion sad. picture of a cat. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, it's still reputable. Like, yeah. It's still saying something The dude about never it. stopped working. He even won a Saturn Award, Primetime Emmy Award. <laughs> Oh, he's in Westworld a bunch. So we want a bunch from Westworld. I've never watched that show. Me neither. Apocalypta. I never watched Game of Thrones either. Yeah. A lot of people neither. judge me for that. No, I didn't watch it either. Fuck it. So Ed Harris. The Ed Harris Bank podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So that's it. That's RCR podcast 80, whatever this is. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year's. We'll probably be back next week. Maybe Nick will be free. And uh, that's it. So I'm Brian. I'm Ben. Uh, have a good night. See you tomorrow. Watch the video tomorrow. <laughs> I got to pee. Good night. Bye.